What the name is? Doesn't matter. Cousin of the right cousin. That's right. I'm Sean. And this show is called Gangsters. Brought to you by Monster Juice. Pacific Punch. Mmm, that's monster tastic. And welcome to episode <laughs> 436 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can hear myself. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Sorry, our show's not really sponsored by Monster, but that's what I'm drinking right now. Monster Juice Pipeline Punch. Mmm. Energy juice for Monster. Delish. Grr. arg. There you go. A little Easter egg. Anyway, so... Head, what's shaking? Uh, well, I'm going to start the show with we got a compliment yesterday. Somebody's listening to the show. Someone listens to the show? Yes. Uh, that's a compliment yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> and they were talking about apparently you did a Keanu Reeves. Uh, what was the other one? Nicholas Cage <laughs> difference. <laughs> so you didn't hear a difference. I'll tell you there's a distinct difference. <laughs> no, I didn't hear it either. <laughs> <laughs> but he enjoyed it. So I just wanted to pass right. that along. Thanks, whoever that was. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the fact that you enjoyed my shenanigans. Well, I thank you, and I thank you. <laughs> I'm more like a compliment protector. <laughs> Whoa. I should have brought that up. <laughs> anyway. All right, well, thanks. Good job, Ed. <laughs> um, and then uh, this week, well, you know, I usually have Dave sip on over. Um and we just we watched an old movie. It was uh, the Big Lebowski. It took me a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, it was uh, an old movie. That's not <laughs> relatively old. I was thinking you were going to go back to the 80s. Well, I, I mean, it's 90s, isn't it? I mean, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up. I, probably, anyway. maybe. <laughs> I think they just celebrated an anniversary. Excuse me, monster is in charge. <laughs> Big Lebowski, L A. Nineteen ninety eight. All right, ninety eight. So it was a nice film. I was right. All right. So Barely. yeah, because we we were we had a lineup of of movies and we had a discussion about different films and genres and stuff like that. Sure. And he he mentions that he never saw the Big Lebowski. So it's a movie you go, you never saw The Big Lebowski? You never saw You might not yeah. like it or you might love it. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, it's, 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 <laughs> I, to me, it's along the lines of those Terry Gilliam films that we were watching. All it's along. the Coen Brothers. Right. So, yeah, it's I get kind, you. I mean, it's not, it's, but it's it's that kind of weird, Right. you know, it's, it's, it's funny in its own right, but you go, some things you question, you're going, 
what the hell was that really all about? Right, <laughs> or, right. You know, this guy thinks, so, I'm the dude, man. I can't do a Jeff Bridges, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> I'm the dude, man. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> okay, give me a second. <laughs> I'm the dude, man. (laughs) Or, I'm the dude, man. Or, I'm the dude, man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. Yes. So, you know, uh, and again, it was one of those movies where he he liked it, but he was left perplexed, like going to figure out that movie. And and he's, because he's asking me questions, I'm like, Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I've seen the movie like six times. Seven really, times. I've only seen it once. Once? Yeah, I, I I saw it once, and I don't really think I enjoyed it. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm not sure. How did I watch this movie now? Um, yeah, it's it's a bizarre film. I enjoy it because I enjoy it more. The fact is because I again, it's one of those movies you you pull off the shelf and you go and you haven't seen this movie. We're you, gonna watch, you watch this movie. it. It's because you want to watch other people watch <laughs> it, right? <laughs> it's the terror of you right. watching this movie, you know. And to me, that's more enjoyable than right. the movie itself. Um, but I mean, I enjoy the film. I mean, I, I'm not like I'm not like oh, the Big Lebowski. Like, let's watch it. It'd be like. If there's nothing else on, or you, you get that mood where you want to watch right. a movie, I'm, I'm, that's one I'm of those movies. I'm looking for the right watch. term here because I think people who are fans of the Big Lebowski have a coin, like you know, like uh, Harry Potter fans are called like Potterheads. Uh, you know. I know there's dudisms they have because it's be uh, based on the on the dude from the Big uh, Lebowski, right? But that's like sayings, right? Yeah. Uh, what do they call? You know, I'm just you know, hold on. What do they call people who worship the Big Lebowski? <laughs> Losers. They're called dudisms. Is a religion, philosophy, or lifestyle inspired by the dude. So I guess they'd be dudists. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You, uh, what's a what's uh, what's a dudist priest? The <laughs> dudist priest. It's here. Hold on. It is an ordained dudist priest. You can minister over religious ceremonies in most U.S. states. Uh, and assorted other countries preside over weddings, funerals, any kind of celebrity with pride and authority. So I can refrain, I can obtain a free as a dudist minister. Oh, I can become a dudist minister. Minister <laughs> and start marrying people. You guys will get married. I'm a dudist minister. <laughs> what the hell's that? I'm the dude, dude. I can marry. You want to get hitched? You want to get hitched? Do you, dude, take this dudette? In loyal dudism, <laughs> I dude. <laughs> they by the power invested in me, the dude. I now pronounce you dude and dudette. Dude, you may now kiss. Because <laughs> because he does the, the the thing about that movie though is there is things that you point out. And you're going this doesn't make any sense at all. Like the whole Jesus parts. Of them film make no sense, and you're going. There's got to be an extended cut or something like that. And I know there's an ex- sequel that there's called right, the Jesus Rolls. Right, it's a sequel, but not really. It's it's a sequel, yes, because it involves him, but it's not written or directed by the Coen Brothers. It's like a. It's just taking that character, yeah, 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 taking that character and putting him into another setting, right? It and is. it's you know, I've seen the trailer of it. I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that, but you know, you never know. 
because I'm I am curious sometimes with these with these characters. You're going, where is this going to go? Like, let me you know, let me see. This is going to be either a two hour crap or it's going to be awesome. I don't know. You have to watch and find out for yourself. But I'll, maybe one day I'll I'll, I'll uh, tackle that uh, movie, but not now. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that's so it's, it's like I said though, and then there was there was I'm trying to think there was some other stuff, but it it, it at the end because he's because he starts to you know the, like anybody who you've seen the movie and yeah. I haven't seen the movie, I start asking you questions. You're right. going, you know what? <laughs> Let's watch the film. Right, right. Why well, don't you just sit there and watch it? Maybe all your answers will be, you know, watch movie, answer questions. It will, you know, like kind of. <laughs> And it did. Right. <laughs> so, so those questions he asked were kind of bizarre, and I'm and I I can't remember any of them. You know, but was, yeah. but some of them I'm like made sense though. Like like he 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 was. I'm trying. Really, I really wish I remember what this question. <laughs> you should write them. Down. I, I think the guy, you need to write them. The down. guy take notes throughout the week. <laughs> we didn't have a show last week because it was Super Bowl. Right. We'll talk about that in a minute. So what else? And the other thing is. Uh, I bought it this week. It was on releases of the week. Uh-huh. Two weeks ago, uh-huh. I think it was. Cat Moman won it. I almost bought it yesterday. You did? I almost bought it. Almost. Okay. I recommend it. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Oh, look at that. With some caveats. With some caveats. Oh. If, if, if you're an anime fan, I wouldn't buy it. If you like anime in any form, right, it's good. It has there's not it's not a bizarre film that you can't understand it. It's a straightforward DC film, right? But it's anime all the way, and some of the some of the art in there is beautiful, right? But then some of it's just kind of like that out in the left field right, kind of right. stuff, you know, kind of like a Batman Ninja. Yes, right. Yes, gotcha, gotcha. but this actually was more coherent, made more sense. Gotcha. So you know, it was it was enjoyable that way. There was just stuff that was thrown in there. You're going, yeah, that's not even close in the Batman universe right. in any form. Right, you. but you know, it's, it's an else world. Right, you know? exactly. But I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, like like a while I watched it again, again. No, you know, it's, right. I've, I've got other animated movies that, I, bat, especially DC movies, that I'd watch first, right? Versus that one, you know. But it's it, you know, it's better than Batman Ninja. I could tell you that one, or uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Two I enjoyed, by the way. Just saying, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was at I was at my local Walmart and to get my clear American water. Brought to you by Walmart Black Cherry Clear American. Zero calories, zero sugar, zero caffeine, zero sodium preserving. Good flavor, though. Um, <laughs> and I was there, and I saw that. It was there, and I was like, it's 20 bucks. I'm going, do I want to buy it? Do I not want to buy it? I'm like, yeah. I'll, I'll let it go, because I'm also looking at... I purchased um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. But I bought it digitally, because it was only 10 bucks. Right. So I was like, well, I could... There was a part of me that was like, I got like a ten dollar gift card at Target, and I was like, "Well, I'll go to Target and buy it and save myself ten dollars, and maybe it'd be like fifteen dollars for the movie instead." But I was like, I saw it, and I'm like, I kind of made myself a promise, like any new release, four K, ten bucks. If I really, really wanted, I knew it was going to be part of my collection. I'll buy it, mm-hmm. and I'll eventually get around to buying it physically because chances are they'll make an afterlife steel book somewhere at some right. point in time. Right. I'm like, I'll wait, or, or I'll I'll do it the old. What I want for my birthday? Give me, give me Ghostbusters Afterlife. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. You know, it's <laughs> a good way to do it. Um, and I saw that. And I'm like, well, I, I remember Ed mentioning it. I knew, I know some of the voice talent in there. 
I'm like, eh, I don't know if I could do like a a Catwoman movie. Like, I don't know if I got it. Not that I don't have it in me. I just was like, uh, I think I could go back to that one later. Like, I felt like there was other things that maybe might come out more interesting. It, I, I would say this. If, if it was like 15 bucks or lower, right. definitely buy it. But since it was like that, because actually I saw a Target for twenty five, wow. and I'm like, and I'm like, no, like twenty four ninety nine. I'm like, you're out of your mind, you know, kind of thing. Right. It's, it's just like I've seen some lower class, not lower class, but <laughs> lower class, <laughs> lower quality Batman movies that we they they put out for sixteen bucks or eighteen bucks that are like they know it's not going to make money and they're right. they're they're throwing it out there cheap, right. you know, kind of thing. They've done that a couple of times with some of their movies. So you you. You know, for me, it was like, you know what? I, I bought it on Amazon. I didn't even think about going to Walmart for it because it was 20 bucks on, on sure. Amazon. So I bought it there. I got free shipping. So <laughs> this is brought to you by Walmart, by, by Amazon. <laughs> free shipping for Prime members. <laughs> uh, so it was like, you know, it was worth it. And, I, you know, and like I said, I, I it was one of those movies I, I put the digital code in and one day it was yeah. like one day. And then last night I'm like, you know what? I need to do something this week, so this is this is gonna be it. I need show content, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> it's for the show. And right. I'm like, I kind of wanted to see it, and it was like I said, it was if, if it was less money, I'd be happier. I right. think you know, You're it was like, like buyer's remorse. Yeah, it's like it's like it was twenty bucks. I was like, that's a little steep, like, especially. And I could have done something better with twenty dollars. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's a, there's a <sighs> surprise character in there they don't mention uh, that I enjoyed. Right. Who's very, but who's very brief, you know, gotcha. and, and I won't give, right. give that away. But okay. you know, it, it, and I, and I, the, to me, it was the perfect iteration of this character, and I, okay. I, thought, it was, right. I thought it was great. But you know, I, I'm just going to check it out. out. Catwoman hunted. Yes. Now on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fucking, it for me this week. How about you? A gazillion ads in this show. No one's. We're not getting paid a fucking dime. <laughs> This episode brought to you by water. <laughs> it's free. Brought to you by Deer Park. Mm, Deer that's, Park, that's good that, order. That's good, Deer P. <laughs> well, Ed, I make notes. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Because I sometimes forget, like, I, well, I should write that down, or I should you know, talk about that. That's interesting. Maybe I should bring it up. Um, okay, well, first, let's talk about the... Uh, Stacey and I watched a documentary on Hulu, HBO Max. Okay. It was called Beanie Media. It's about Beanie Babies. Oh, yeah. I did see that. I didn't see it, but I saw the... the, 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 the yeah. The, the, ad, the ad for it. Or... Um, it was an interesting documentary, more so prominent by the fact that I did not notice a single person of color in that movie, meaning that, it would not, that only stupid white people bought into the craze. Of the Beanie Babies. That makes sense. Um, there was an African-American guy later on, um, but it was of the... My mom was really into it, but they, and she passed, and they it was like uh, the people of the 90s who had kids. It's like, well, my mom was into it, and it it's kind of getting a resurgence on YouTube or TikTok, and, oh, I'm going down the path. Like, how much is this Beanie Baby worth now? Because it's been like 20 years, and... No one cares. <laughs> um, it was it was interesting, but it was definitely like there was multiple times where I just kind of paused and went, "Of course you did that. Of course, you, of course, 
you know, the whole Beanie Baby like craze and mania. Like I think my mom was in it. Stacy said her grandma was really into it. And I'm just like I and as a collector myself, comic book collector especially, I understand the concept of wanting to grab some stuff, thinking oh, this is going to put me through college or put my kids through college. <laughs> The problem is you saturate a market that it never becomes the way you think. Or there's a bubble, and you have to get in and out in that bubble before that bubble bursts. Right. And it does talk about the bubble bursting and like when, like what happened to the guy because the guy wound up, I think, getting a slap on the wrist for tax evasion. Right. <laughs> it just was like the documentary itself was funny because it's again one of those things where it takes place right before the internet. And the internet's born at this same time mm. because they're, they talk about going on AOL to go to the Beanie Baby forum, talking and dealing. Like obviously, there was no money in buying it from the Thai company. Right. It was the secondary market where people who were like, "Well, I need cutesy wootsy," we'll just say to finish out my thing. Right. Steve over in you know maryland's got it i'm willing to pay him like 50 bucks for that just so i can get the full collection right he's going i bought 15 of these fuckers because i'm gonna flip them and make money now some people did other people were just like i want like there was a woman who had like looked like a dozen of one particular beanie baby mm. it's like well if you were just collecting then one would have been enough you mm. clearly were trying to hope to you know be like i'm hitting the mother load it just never did work out right like um, right, because you never you never know what the fad is going to be at that moment, like type of thing. Like it, it sweeps the craze, like it's at stores everywhere. All of a sudden, like it's the cutest little thing. You grab right. it, you buy it, you suck it up as much as you can, and then all of a sudden the market goes. You know, when you when you when it hits that high number, you're going, yeah, nobody's going to pay that. Like that's right, right. Like, you're you're out. Like right. and then and then then and then everybody starts looking around, going, what the fuck am I doing right, with well, this it, crap? It was, it was amazing. Like I said. Everybody they kind of focused on, and today they'd be called Karens. They're like, you know, how mo- moms that stay at home or they have like a pseudo job and they were kind of bored housewives, we would used to call them back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bought the stuff, and then it was like this little cul de sac in like Chicago that kind of started. They kind of, be- they kind of created and then killed the craze all at the same time, right. Like, it was just them, and then they would stretch out, and then wanted to have, like, one start making a magazine about it. And it was all fine and dandy, and all sooner or later, you know, there was a knock on the door, a cease and desist. Hey, you can't use Beanie Baby and Beanie Baby magazine because we own the rights to Beanie Babies. But, dude, I was just using your forum that you openly want us to peruse and talk about stuff, and... It was it got kind of, it went from like oh my god this is a craze to oh shit this guy's kind of something's going wrong the guy's going kind of crazy right and then the the people who were buying and selling they kind of if you ever watch it you go yeah of course they looked the type they just they just looked it was like your middle aged white women who you know we call them Karens like you know, they all had the Karen haircut right now of course they're older. But they're they're looking back. I don't want to say fondly, but kind of like explaining themselves. There was a woman in Delaware who made a fucking rap song, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what? <sighs> and again, like I said, what's what's to me the hysterical part is knowing because it was right around when Princess Diana died. It was still a craze. I was like, it kind of really was bef- as the internet was bubbling. 
because there was, it was still the wild, wild west. So you could go, there was like some eBay, there was some craziness going on in eBay, but then there was like private forums where would be like, yo, dude, I got the teeny weeny one. Hey. Oh my God, you got teeny weeny, how much you want for it? How much you got? You know? <laughs> how much you pulling the right. off giver, you know? You know, I'm looking for the punky wonky one. Like, uh, well, I'll trade you for that and give you a hundred bucks. Mm, sold. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, it was fascinating and funny. And at the end, you just kind of go, well, of course that happened. Like right. no wonder why that happened. Like this, you're telling me a story that I I could have figured out on my own. The ride was nice. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, that's that's tough to say because I mean back then, and, and the thing is, it really became the one of those things, especially like Christmas time, when like there was oh, that yeah. one item that everybody wanted, like the the tickle me Elmo was right. The they, they, even bring up tickle, they even bring up tickle me Elmo in that right. I'm, job, sure, <laughs> I'm sure they did. You know, the cabbage patchy. There was always a toy every, almost every year that would do that. It was that. the gotta have it. Gotta toy. have it. And then all of a sudden, like, after that, it just collapsed. And yeah. there was, like, ne- and then, like, the next year, that toy was on the shelves. Uh-huh. And you, it's like, it's like, excuse me, and you have to push those, right. those toys aside, <laughs> get the next toy, because that's, that's the thing. Like, the shelf life up till Christmas was it. And then right. now that everybody got it or didn't get it. Yeah. That was the the old thing, or, or you know, like maybe after New Year's, maybe some of the kids would wanted it still because kids were still playing with that toy. But like Beanie Babies was the was that thing that everybody just went nuts for. And yeah. like I said, and then and then like I said, you, you get to a you get to a point in the market where you're going, wait, what am I collecting? Right. Like, it, it was fascinating because in, in the story, you found out that they didn't want to sell to the major corporations. It was all mom and pop, like like mom and pop corner stores. Yeah, you know, and then that's where the the buzz became because like, well, now I have to drive two towns over to that that mom and pop store. It was before the Targets and WalMarts really started getting big too. Right, but you know, you wouldn't get to Kmart or Toys R Us or none of those guys. And then eventually, once it hit big, then you had to worry about the third market of the bootleg ones that were coming made in China that were getting smuggled in. <laughs> it was it was fascinating. I'm going. <laughs> Of course, they're bootleg ones because now everyone wants one, and now you, you there's a market there. You've created this craze. Of course, like uh, uh, give me give me give me a sock stitch 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 die die die. Look, it's Saki Waki the the beanie baby. I'm selling it for you know pennies on the dollar. Right. Oh my god, he's so cute, and so original. I need to have him. And then try flipping. You go, eh, sorry, I need to buy a crate of them. Okay, well, give me like a thousand dollars, man. Oh, you sold me ratty socks. What you gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Buyer beware, biatch. <laughs> like, come at me. <laughs> come to China, <laughs> right? You gonna fly your ass over to here to just to wag a finger at me? And expect me to give you your money back? <laughs> so I, I thought that was that was interesting. Um, did you see the Super Bowl? Yeah, I did. I I watched it because I figured, you know, when you, I got a text from Sean Sunday saying that he couldn't make it, you know, and we tried to reschedule and we couldn't. But uh, but but I knew that's the reason why. Is it because, was part of the reason, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. The other part of the reason, uh, sidebar, I was having problems with my car. My check engine light came on. Ah, okay. So we were trying not to drive it as we were trying to drive it as little as, as possible. possible. Gotcha. So coming home Sunday was more than more. I would say. Res- reserved choice, right? You know? <laughs> I got you. I understand. Right, I understand. So, so I figured. Well, I better watch this thing because, like, 
I, I like to watch the Super Bowl ads. Right. You and then I'm like, the Super Bowl for the and, I, and then I'm, and of course, the, the, when, when we last spoke face to face, one of the things is I said that you might not make it because of the Super Bowl because your wife wanted to see the halftime show with right. you. Right. So I figured I better watch this halftime show. So that, I guess I did. So. Okay. Um. <sighs> it's kind of my impression of the whole thing, to be honest. Here's, here's what I noticed. Um, let's start with the ads. Okay. It was very much of a hey, remember when? Very nostalgic, right? Like it didn't like they had like a commercial for Barbie with Barbie in it, like Barbie esque type character. Right. There was the we call it the Doctor Doctor Evil and his family right. to do the electric cars, and I'm like, okay, there was like a lot of like hey, remember this in your childhood? A lot of it revolved around Bitcoin. They're really pushing the Bitcoin market, which I thought was kind well, of no, the funny. Two, the two markets was electric cars uh-huh. and the Bitcoin right. market. It was, That's it like, was, that was the two big things. Like, like I don't even remember. I'm like, I, it took me a while to realize, like, I, oh, they did have a Budweiser ad. Like, right, and it was kind of like that sappy one of, like, the horse got hurt. And yeah. there was, like, the dog. It was always, like, the dog and the Clydesdale horse. And he gets hurt, and oh my god, we might have to shoot him. And they're like, no, let's let's give him another chance. And it's like, you know, be a hero. You can learn how to, like, like Budweiser, whatever happened to real men of genius? <laughs> like, whatever happened to those fun ads? The frog with Budweiser. <laughs> right. Come on. Like, fuck. <laughs> Debbie Downer. Like, it's bad enough I'm always depressed when I drink your beer anyway. Fuck! Like you gotta be like, hey, remember there's a short horse that almost got killed, <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell this show is not sponsored by Budweiser, right? I'm a course man. No, just <laughs> I'm more of a Jack Daniels dude. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I watching those commercials. I was like, none of them. I wasn't like, oh, I was more interested. Like, oh my god, Doctor Strange two commercial. Like, that's awesome. You know, like, oh, my God, is that Professor X? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll get to that later. Um, like, So it was more things like that. Um, the Super Bowl show itself, halftime, the Super Bowl itself, I didn't care who won. Yeah. I, I wanted the Bengals to win only on the fact that they've never won it before. Uh, you know, it was, okay. and that's, I, had no, I had no money involved in it. I know the Rams won in the past. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's with Ad... Um, uh, they just made a movie about him, American Underdog. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was uh, Warner, uh, Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner. Yes, right. So I, I've seen that. Like I, I've seen that story. I've seen they won. Awesome. So I kind of was rooting in, in, inside, like for the Bengals. Like, come on, everyone gets a ring. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> um, <laughs> halftime show came. I watched it. I was like, is that it? I kind of expected more, to be honest. Like, oh look. 50 cents there. All right. Makes sense. Like, okay. The Kendrick Lamar, he's the only one that didn't really, he's the new rapper, but his, my understanding is his rap style is indicative of how Tupac used to rap in the day. So if you're going like throwback rappers, I guess, uh-huh. I don't know. Um, I, it was enjoyable, but it's nowhere near the pinnacle of some of the other like Super Bowl shows I've seen. Like fucking Prince in the rain, singing Purple Rain. You don't get any more magical than that. Right. That is like the gods from heaven and music above are going, you know what would be good? Make it rain. Let's see what happens. Right. You know, and you just have that moment, Michael Jackson being on, you know, like there's, 
Right. It was just, and I watched it, I'm like, okay, it was entertaining, but I wasn't like, I'm like, I'm sure there were some people like, yeah, what's up? I, I'm glad and respectful that they actually brought rap into the, into the thing. Right. Um, the conspiracy guy in me, though, feels like it was manipulative in a way, because I felt like with the whole, um, with Kaepernick, the situation with Kaepernick, they lost they lost a lot of their audience because of him t- kneeling and the the issues with all that. Right. All right? So I kind of feel like this was like a way like, oh, we know you're not watching, you know, we know you guys aren't watching football anymore, but would you watch it if we brought Eminem on stage? <laughs> huh? What about Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg? Come on. <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog. And you're like, well, I was putting a ban on the NFL cuz you know, National the kneeling and all that stuff, but I think I sing California Loving because I love that song. <laughs> like, like you kind of have me back for a little bit, you know? <laughs> like, really? Eminem's on stage. Yeah, Eminem. One song? Not even guilty. I guess you guys can't do guilty conscience together. Right? <sighs> Snoop Dogg. Yeah. No gin and juice. Nothing. <sighs> All right, Mary G. Blige, all right. That's the song. I was just like, all right, you guys got 15, what, 20 minutes? Uh, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, and it was like 30 seconds of this song. And that's how it usually is. I'm not complaining about the list of music. I'm just saying their selection. I thought the stage was interesting, sort of. Uh-huh. You know, I just felt like when they were, when you showed the people dancing, it looked like they were dancing on a rug because it kept moving, the, the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also really impressed, too, and I, I mentioned this to Stacy. not a lot of what you would consider your stereotypical dancers. They were thicker. They were, you know, like, usually when they have, like, dancers, they're usually skinny. Right. They're, they're, they're there's shape. A, they're, there's a form. Yeah. This made me feel, like, I would say... Um, Comfortable, not comfortable watching them. Like, hey, hey. but it made me go. Like, it made me go. Like, wow, they were trying to be very inclusive as far as like you know, like, women of all body type. Now I don't know if that was you know the that was planned. Well, I always believe everything's planned, but I don't know who got to pick the lineup of people. Right. But I thought that was it was uh, refreshing to see. Okay, um, I wasn't like, oh, where's the skinny people at? I'm here to watch beautiful people dance. I don't give a shit. I was there like. I'm here for the commercials, the halftime show, and what time's your Furious start? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's that was my impression. What did you think, Ed? Uh, see, I'm the worst person to ask for this. Uh, I'll start with I'll start with the halftime show. Um, I didn't understand a word of it. I, uh, I'm, I'm not in the rap at all, so I, you know, right for was, me, what it's, was your it's, thing? it was you know type of thing. I, I thought the dancing and all, like the the and 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 the thing that gets me is is that I'm I'm like it's really more for the cameras than the audience there, and I feel bad for the audience there that paid thousands of dollars, oh, yeah. you know, type of thing, because like because I'm like like the the one side there's always people in the back, and I'm sure that was all blocked off because the, the, there was like a house. Like, right, there's a house motif that looked the, like it was like having a giant house party on the whole block. Yeah, yeah, and it was like you know, so they were they were viewing in, zooming in with those cameras into the into those rooms. You were and, definitely watching on the jumbotron, right? So you couldn't, you, you weren't watching them like actually perform it. Um, you know, uh, 
I, I saw a meme on Facebook, which I thought was appropriate. It was probably like people under 30 go, who are these people? Right. People right. under 50 are angry that <laughs> it was done. Right. And the rest of us are like, yeah. There's, a, there's an argument on the internet about uh, like Gen Xers and millennials trying to claim the, what do you call it? The, like who's, who are, who those people belong to. Right. They're like, uh, I don't, you don't. I don't think millennials get to claim Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem. In fact, I think it was your generation that tried to cancel Eminem, but then at the same time use the phrase Stan for really for like obsessing over somebody. It's his fucking song. You can't cancel the person whose song you're using to describe something. <laughs> kind of feels like it's a oxymoron there, kids. <laughs> Moron is the price. Womp <laughs> 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 All right, so not your thing, um, old white man. <laughs> <laughs> like you, I didn't really care the outcome of the game until I saw one of them cheating, and then I was pissed <laughs> because it's just like no. I'm like I'm like I know cheating happens all the time. Sure, in sports. there's usually a grab here, a hold here. Yeah, and, and you know somebody grabbed a face mask. It was a Bengals player grabbing an LA Rams face mask. Okay, and threw him on the field, and he basically scored. And it was just like. Whoa! Like, like, right, where's you know, the call? Where's the call? Like, like, there's no, there's no replay or right. this or whatever. It, you know, sometimes I do think those games are are planned out. But then the commentators were like, "Well, if you can get away with it, you get away." I'm like, I'm like, that's not like sportsmanship. Now, right. you're like all these young people watching this playing sports, right. they're like, "Oh, it's okay if, I, okay. Get away, if, if I get, get away, away with, with it. it. Get yeah. ahead, kids." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that kind of bothered me. Um, so I was like, I was like, go Rams. I'm like, and then after a while, I'm like, wait, who am I rooting for? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I don't really care. Uh, the commercials I thought were lackluster. There was a few funny ones that I liked. I did like the 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 Bitcoin one with Larry David. That was <laughs> funny as hell. But the problem is, who the fuck knows who Larry David is? Like, like I'm laughing. Stacy's not getting it. And I, and the only thing I was like, I had to explain. I'm like, you don't you don't know who that guy is. She's like, I have no idea. And that's Larry David. I don't still nothing. This guy helped create you know Seinfeld and. You know, Curb Your Enthusiasm, two shows she's never seen. I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I know him from Seinfeld. Right. And it's like everything he said, it was so on point for him. <laughs> it was the funniest commercial. <laughs> it's too far. It's too far. I bring you put up a music. <laughs> That's a dumb idea. <laughs> it was so funny. That one was very funny. But again, only the people who recognize him. Like, it, there was like a I, lot of people there. I was like, yeah, I don't. Do they know who that is? <laughs> like, is Doctor Evil still a, it's it's still relevant today? I don't think so. <laughs> Unless they're planning on doing a new movie, which I don't think so. <laughs> uh. I I I thought that was great because the whole cast came back. Right, right. You know, yeah. it was it was good that way. And they got uh, who they get for uh, number two? Was that uh, that was Rob Lowe? It was Rob Lowe. Okay, yeah, was, every, sure. everybody was back. Yeah. Okay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was nice. You know, I of course enjoyed it because I knew who they were. Right. You know, I shall call him Baby Me. It <laughs> <That> was good. <laughs> It was. I mean, I thought that was a brilliantly written right. commercial. And then the the Zeus one, I thought was okay. The one with uh, Schwarzenegger. Well, it's funny. A lot of he. I got a Schwarzenegger knows how to market himself because he posted a photo of himself as Zeus on his Instagram, and it was like coming so and so. A lot of people are like, "Oh my god, are they making a, like a, a new movie where he's going to be Zeus?" Like people, and someone was like, well, "Maybe it's got something to do with the Super Bowl because he the date he gave was Super Bowl Sunday." 
And I, the people are like, oh. And you just see, you just hear that of the internet just kind of going, oh, man, I was really looking forward to Schwarzenegger as Zeus. He looked great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, and what do you call it? Uh, what's her face? Uh, shit. Uh, Salma Hayek? Salma Hayek. She looked great, too. Yeah. Like, it was like, I would totally would, I would watch a movie with the two of them right now. Right. Like, right now. I just, I'm sign me up. But yeah. <laughs> I, lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good commercial. But again, all electric car. <laughs> like, all right. The, the one I thought was a bit disappointing. The two that I thought were disappointing, uh, actually, were the chip ones. Um, I saw so much hype for the chip commercials that oh. I'm expecting big things, and then it was like, just like, really, that was it? Like, because they were showing, like on the internet, they were showing pre-commercials, and it was Seth Rogen right. and Rob uh, yeah. uh, Rod, right. you know, and they were funny because they're like, these commercials, sure enough, but these are even, and they would stop, like, right. cut a mid-sentence. I thought, I was like, oh, this is pretty great. And it was just like a, like, like remember when we did this? Remember right. this? And it's just like, you know, and I'm like, the only funny part was the two of them was like, remember that crash fest to me? You know, revealed like the thing. He goes, I've never watched any of your movies. He goes, even the ones that you were in with me. Right. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but other than that, that was, the rest of it was kind of a letdown to me. Um, and then the the Doritos one. I mean, I th- I thought the commercial was good, but the the way they were hyping that Doritos up like beforehand, yeah, it was just so much hype. Hey. And then it was just like, and it was just like the animals like doing the. Uh, <laughs> the push it song you know, right from, uh, like, i forget right. who the group is does it but uh, it, uh, salt and pepper yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I was i was just like eh. it was like, it was funny but it wasn't like oh my god that was worth it like that was right yeah you know, right so. and, and it was like eh, i knew skin in the game so i didn't care who won yeah um stacy is back playing the sims right, the like, sims well, the sims like yeah. she plays she's very into the sims um, and she really wanted she there's a new expansion pack coming out for it was supposed to come out this past week uh, for like weddings and stuff mm. got pushed back a week because of political reasons over in Russia apparently um, but what's funny is that she plays she's doing uh oh heads up uh, fire the whole head Oh, welcome back! Excuse me. This is wow. this is this is the part I don't miss at all. That, that you weren't doing the show with us live. Here. Uh, she is now a comic. Like she's her, she's doing her job oh, as a stand up comic. <laughs> Hi, Ed. <laughs> Making sure you're awake. Uh, so she told me, like, I'm playing my game do my video game and she says she's breaking up with her girlfriend on on the sims oh I'm like, god jesus Christ. and i'm like I, I'm, my nose is stuffed up so i can't smell anything sorry <laughs> you know what and it's not fair i did have an uh we call it uh, we call it dunkin donuts or just dunkin now has these breakfast sandwiches on sourdough bread so i, I what was what was in the sandwich it's egg bacon cheese I had two of them. Okay, just standard. Okay. Yeah, your standard breakfast food. <laughs> it sounds like you a little, smells like you had a little salsa with that. <laughs> Maybe a little sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Garlic aioli? <laughs> Definitely a hint of pepper. <laughs> More than a hint there. <laughs> um, so... She tells me she breaks up with her girlfriend, and I'm like, why? She's like, well, she aged up. Like, she got older in the game. And I'm like, 
like well, that's a bad thing <laughs> and i'm like you can't become a vampire like well she can become a vampire so she now is trying to become a vampire stand-up comic <laughs> vampire stand-up comic uh-huh so like, I, okay <laughs> i'm like why she's like well you, i gave her the idea since she could stay at that age forever and I'm like, I'm like, well, I guess being a comic would be a good idea. They work nights, you know. Right. <laughs> you're okay, Ed. You're yep. like, pick, like, did did it filter in? <laughs> <laughs> now I got like hair in my mouth or something. Oh, ugh. I hate when that happens. Yep. Uh, Just that's pretty Christ, much it. <laughs> also, um, <laughs> okay, because we don't have since Stacy and I cut the cord, we didn't know how we we're going to watch the Super Bowl, so we um, signed up for Peacock. Okay. Okay, so it's five bucks five bucks a month. Right. I'm like, oh, five bucks? <sighs> Fine. Hold on. We'll wait my butt five bucks. Yep. Okay, there you go. Right? Who cares? And we also get, I'm like, well, I kind of want to see the Bel Air show. It looks pretty interesting, the serious Bel Air show. Yeah. And so we're looking, and um, there's they have a show called Heart to Heart. It's Kevin Hart having heart to heart talks with other actors. Mm-hmm. This one was with Cameron Diaz. Now, Cameron Diaz is retired from acting. Yes. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yes. She retired, become a stay-at-home mom. She actually was on, uh, she actually has a wine company that she makes wine. Well, she runs a company that makes wine. But she's been out of the limelight for quite a few years at this point. Mm-hmm. So I was interested because it's like the first thing she's done since she's retired. You know, and at first I thought it was like, you know, like, well, she's probably just going to there. Like, I didn't know she had the, the, wine, com- the wine company until they started talking on the show. Kevin is very much of the, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. We're just going to have a chit-chat. Like, there's just kind of get to know each other. I've never met you. To be honest, though, I've always been a fan because of your your work, blah, blah, blah. How'd Mm -hmm. you get started? So she tells that. He's like, look, it's very publicly known that you got out, you know, and they both made it funny that she got out right before social media really hit because how how critical people are of social media like you know like you know, if a star does this they're on posting and things like that mm-hmm. she basically said that she was kind of she was getting kind of tired of doing the job not that she didn't enjoy it she just wanted to do she just didn't want to do it anymore uh, she was wanted to settle down get married be a mom the opportunity kind of came up to run the wine to be a partners in the wine cup wine business so she said sure why not it was very. It's an interesting conversation, and I, I, I originally I'm bringing it up so like, if you get a chance, he does talk to other people. I just thought this one was really fascinating because she, if and if nobody knew why she left, she talks about it. And it didn't seem like she was mad at anything. She just was like, I just, I, not that she felt like she could, she did it all. She just didn't feel like she wanted to do it forever, right? You know, and then that she was actually having a better time not working than working. I mean, I guess it makes makes sense because you know if you have you know the kind of career that she has maybe she made good investments that doesn't have to worry worry about work anymore like mm-hmm. maybe or maybe the wine business cause she won't even do like publicity for the wine business like every time the marketing comes she's like nope not doing it and so kevin's like well, i gotta ask like why did you say yes to this because this is like like a 45 minute show where we just chit chat shoot the breeze you're not promoting anything she's like honestly got an email and I thought, this might be fun. That was the whole reason why I did it. She's like, there was no ulterior motive. She's like, i kind of in, in the position of my life where I do things I want to do because I thought they'd be fun or interesting or kind of cool. And I thought that was right up my valley. He's like, 
I mean, I'm kind of I'm really honored that you would like right. technically come out of retirement to do a like a, a an interview show. Mine of all things. Uh, thanks. And she's like, yeah, sure, it was a great time. You know, they got to drink her wine. He's like, I'd be honest, I'm a little drunk. <laughs> He's like, this is really good. She's like. She described the wine like what they took out of it, what they didn't put into it to make it better, mm. you know. And I was like, I'm not a wine drinker. So I'm like, good for you, Cameron. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I I imagine like especially with somebody with, like in their position, like there, it's hard to maintain a career, especially for women, because women yeah. when they reach a certain age, they don't want to be used anymore, or not, not somehow how I put this. I didn't put that right. They will be actually caught, cast aside for somebody younger, right? You it's, know, it's, that, and it's you go from being the young heartthrob to then becoming either not used at all or a mom figure, right? And you're a mom figure at like forty, right. <laughs> you know. And Cameron's around that age, I think, because she was twenty one when the mask came out. She said. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it is. It's kind of it, women have it tough in the in the. In the movie and TV industry. Right. You know, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Ed. She's 49. 49. 49. All right. She is, she's my age. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> she's going to be 50 this year. <laughs> she's going to be 50 like two months after I am. Oh, All right. That's okay, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to everybody. I'll be 52. So. <laughs> yeah, old shit. That's right. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see what else. <laughs> just makes you just makes you cry. <laughs> <That's all. coughs> she can do what she wants. She's forty nine. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> also, I guess last thing. Um, I guess note wise, I think Stacey and I were talking about um, we play Pokemon Arceus, right? Mm. As a new Pokemon game, and the science. Actually, no, we weren't talking. About, I was talking with my one of my coworkers. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, you have a Pokemon and you put it in this little Pokeball, but you're expected to carry like a gazillion of them on you. Mm-hmm. But there's, they're all not, it's like they don't, how can I put it? It's like, Ed, if I'm 50 pounds, right, and you shrink me down, I'm still 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't get lighter. Sorry, problem, Ed? <laughs> Stop moving around. <laughs> you crapped us. <laughs> Sorry, I'm moving to the sea. I guess it's like... <laughs> Um, so we were talking we were kind of joking at work like the idea of like if i have a 50 pound pokemon that's in this ball that ball is still 50 pounds like sure it could fit in my pocket that's 50 extra pounds i'm carrying with me it's like the skyrim thing it's like hey you can carry this much backpack at the moment you stop you come encumbered but i felt like in the Pokemon games, you have like hundreds of Pokemons on you at any given time. You and I'm like, how do you how do you walk? Well, I mean, if you're reducing the size to a Pokeball, uh-huh. you know, type of thing. So, so technically, in the science factors, as factors as you're going by, like the dimensions, uh, multiply it to say, like, okay, they're they're uh, twenty five inches tall. Okay. Okay. Sure, that's good. Sure, number, right? That's a round number. And you shrink it down to say one inches. Uh-huh. So it's one of twenty five. So you take you'd, so now you have to take that fifty pounds and divide it by twenty five. <laughs> and you get you get two. So it'd be really two pounds. Okay. 
Yeah. I in my head it was the all you're doing is you're shrinking the same you're shrinking the mass down and the weight is still the same. That's all you're just getting like it's like it's like ten thousand years in a thing and you're just such a crick in the neck. Like he's still that size, just shrunk down. He's still like Well the magic like he's like <laughs> and then you open up and you're like, Oh free, now I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm pissed off. Who am I fighting? <laughs> right. Let me at him. Yeah. <laughs> but I, the the idea is is that like it's supposed to the the science of it like like cause genie because like it's like if really if, if you could lift the genie's lamp without uh, rubbing it and carrying it in your you right. know pocket or or you know in your bag right. or whatever in your belt you 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 couldn't carry it because a genie would be a human man size would right. be like two hundred right. pounds you know that you're dragging around so you have to think of it that way it's kind of like the science magicy sciency of it yeah but with with the case of Ant Man. Ant-Man shrinks down, but still has the proportionate strength of himself. Yeah, but doesn't have the, the body weight of himself. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Is like, why? Oh, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, there you go. Ed, thanks for solving that mystery for me. There you go. I appreciate it, Scoob. <laughs> uh, let's see. Movie-wise, I uh, well, I caught up with Peacemaker. I don't know if you watched Peacemaker at all. I watched the first episode and the second one and haven't gone back. Okay. I get I get I get yelled at every week by Sipon because I haven't finished seeing that and I still haven't seen the two episodes. Will you stop that? I, I hear can't. Him. I can't. Oh man. It's getting worse in here, kids. Oh thank God it's not smell podcast. <laughs> oh God, because it's dying. Um, was I? Oh, and and Rick and Morty because there's two seasons oh, of Rick okay. and Morty I haven't watched yet. And I've I, watched. I started watching one episode and on, and you know, and he's and he he'll every week he'll talk about Rick and Morty about like episodes, but he doesn't want to give it away. And I'm thinking you're already telling me it's half of it. Fucking Rick and Morty. There's no spoilers. <laughs> you know, guess what? They come back next week. <laughs> there's no like. There's, not really like a kind of like serious cliffhanger. He thinks if he reveals the joke, it won't be funny when I right, watch it. Right, you know, right, right. When you reveal the joke, it's not funny then, you know. Right. Because you don't have to deliver it freaking more. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm caught up with Rick and Morty, but I caught up with Peacemaker. Great cameo at the end. It pays off a joke that they used in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you might have actually seen that joke. Like that, that, that joke about a uh, Justice League. A uh, person who might fuck fish. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen that part yet? No. Oh, okay. Oh, and I'm sorry. Whew. Okay. Note to self: Don't have that sandwich anymore. That's just that's just wrong and inconsiderate. I apologize. <laughs> I thought that's quick and easy. <laughs> I love those sandwiches. I can I, I can eat them in the car. I completely forgot that my body goes, dude. <laughs> you know where you're going. <laughs> So I hope we apologize, and I, I'm sorry. My butt has a mind of its own. <laughs> Here, you want to wear your mask? <laughs> I'm contemplating it. Really? Yeah. But again, fortunately, gas there; those masks do not work against smell. Um, yes, but pay, pay, pacemaker, peacemaker makes a couple of uh, jokes at the Justice League's expense, and. They kind of circle it back at the season finale, and it was very funny. I was like, "All right, James Gunn, you you son of a bitch, you did it again." <laughs> uh, trying to think, what else? Oh, oh state. Oh. Ed, have you been on Netflix lately? No. There is a show called Love Is Blind. Okay. Now, as a male, 
member of society, Ed. Mm-hmm. There is no way on the fucking planet I would ever watch this show. Okay. Ever. Ever. Concept simple, Ed. Even, even if your wife says, watch this show with me? Well, she watches it, and I sit down, and I definitely become the, oh, okay, I'll watch it. i got nothing else to do. And then we pause in every 10 minutes to argue about what we're watching. Not between each other, but argue with the people on TV. Okay. Because the concept is relatively simple. Now, I want to keep in mind, Ed, my wife and I met online. Mm-hmm. Okay? Didn't really see much of each other face-to-face. Mm-hmm. The concept of this show is that there's 14 couples, people. All right, I go into a pod. Female a member of the opposite sex go into pod, and we we're talking to each other, sight unseen. Okay. And at the end, we're supposed to get, <laughs> we're supposed to find love in the pods and propose by at some point in time, right? <laughs> You're not in the same pod, are you? No, <laughs> you're not in the same pod. <laughs> because I don't think you, I don't think you'd ever find love. <laughs> we're in the same pod with anyone. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there because every once in a while, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, and then, and it's like, oh god, but god, he ate a diaper. He did not fucking. He did not eat fucking duck and ducks. He ate a goddamn diaper. That's what he did. <sighs> It's got to make me nervous. It made me fart more. <laughs> you made me give me a complex. <laughs> then I have to go into like a huddle mode and my defenses come up. And that means I, I fart more. <laughs> I'm like a skunk. <laughs> so, anyway, so there's, you know, couples there. It's like we, we talk to each other, we get to know each other. And we, if we have this connection, I'm going to ask you to marry me. And we're going to get married in like like three, four weeks' time. Right, mm. you you hook up. You don't you don't hook up. You you fall in love. You go into nice Cancun, Mexico, for a nice vacation to live together to get to get to know each other even more. Make sure there's a connection, and then you go you snap back to reality where you go to wherever you're going to go and either live together, meet the families, get on with your normal life, and all that stuff. Mm. And now, <clears throat> when you're watching the show again. On any given day, if Sean was single, there is no way he'd be watching this show. Mm-hmm. I have a wife who met we met online, mm-hmm. so there's like a little bit of a of a kindred spirit there in the show because mm-hmm. you know two people who don't know each other are talking, getting trying to get to know each other. So, <clears throat> but the people infuriate <coughs> me because mm-hmm. it's like first it's like well guys like I was I used to date these, this kind of women who look like this. He's an Indian gentleman. Never dated what he calls a brown girl. He was always blonde hair, white people. Mm. He actually winds up hooking not hooking up, but he winds up falling for an Indian woman, mm. uh, Deep D, I think her name is, and uh, he calls her Deeps. And they have a lot in common. And she also never dated brown guys, and so now they're together. But the problem is, he's he, when he first started, he would try to. Find out what they look like in his conversation. I go to the gym. Do you go to the gym? Like, so I like buying shoes for people. What size your shoe size? Like, like he's doing these kind of questions where you go. He's trying to paint a mental picture to see if you're fat, if you're skinny, if you're blonde. Like, and then eventually throughout the course of the show, he realizes it and he changes. He's like, I didn't really realize I was doing that, and now that I know that I'm doing it, I'm trying to make an effort not to do that. 
and then he falls for for the woman. Mm-hmm. They meet. She's gorgeous. You know, she also did say that she lost a lot of weight, but you can kind of see it in his face. He's like, okay, like you say that, <laughs> <clears throat> right? You could say you draw. You know, she said she lost seventy pounds, but seventy pounds, if you let's say weigh four hundred pounds, that's it's it's a great number, right? But it's not the number. It's not the number. It's going to make you a size two, right? You know. But that wasn't the case. She she was thin, like that seventy pounds. Just it, it was like it made her skinnier, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he likes her. He says he's attracted to her, and but he's not making the love, the sweet sweet love to her because he's not physically attracted to her. He's trying to find out why that is because this woman is everything that he wants in a woman. I'm like, well, you know, in my head, I'm like, well, people like what they like. I mean, good luck trying to find those qualities in a in a American woman, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Everything all right, Darren? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just hope we're not getting cut off like last time. No, no, <laughs> we weren't. It was, right. it, it, the, 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 if you heard that, boop, yeah. boop, that was uh, the, I was plugging in a monitor gotcha. to it, but it, it was just basically the, the screen went to sleep and I was able to oh, wake it up, so all we're right. all right. We're good, still recording. Um, and so, but it, it, what's what's infuriating about those shows is about how people don't know how to communicate on a show about communication. Blonde girl, Shana, her name is, she's interested in this guy, Shane. They don't match up, you know, because he's interested in this other girl, Michelle. We don't want to talk about that. It's basically drama, 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 drama. Mm. But what's annoying is that she's, what was annoying and not in a negative sense, is like in a relationship sense, she is a very devout Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. She falls for a guy who is a very devout atheist. He's like, I don't see what the big deal is. You know, it's okay. There's other things that we can compromise on. It doesn't. It's not that big of a deal. However, her whole faith is based upon her religion, mm-hmm. and like we were kind of like that's a conversation you need to. Have. That that's always a deal breaker when you're on one side or the other. You can't find a compromise. Like the people who want to, who are on one side are always going to try to pull you to their side and vice versa, Mm. you know? And it's just like, it's frustrating because it's like, why didn't you have that conversation in the pods? Because they, they wound up breaking up because of it because, and and I'm not saying she was wrong for it, but she has her, her beliefs and her standards and no one should have to compromise on those, Mm. especially in something on that extreme, Mm. you know? And, but he's like, well, I don't see what the big deal is. I'm like, the reason why you don't see what the big deal is because you don't believe in it. Like, it's, it's, you have to be, like, I don't know if she was ever going to try to make you convert, but it definitely is a, a line. Like, you, you kind of, again, not as a, it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just a conversation that sometimes needs to happen, especially if you are going to live your life believing in a faith, ha- having faith in what's, whatever God you choose. That should be a topic of conversation where you're looking for someone who's going to, you're going to settle down and marry with. She never had this this conversation with them. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised on that end of it. I right, mean, right. I mean, him I would see because if you don't believe in something, you're not going to talk about it. Right, you right, know, right. You know, if you're an atheist, you're not going to be like, yeah, I'm an atheist. And like promote that idea. You know, you're, right. you know, when you religion keep it to comes yourself because I'm like, look, none of my business. I right. don't believe in it, but go ahead. You right. can go believe in it. But if you're going to say to try to devote your life to somebody who believes it, that's a conversation you need to have. Well, and the thing is, is that like, like, Believe it or not, like, and I, and I mean, I'm, I might be way off base here, but I'm, I'm just going to say it anyway because, you know, 
people. You have your, you have your opinion and you're entitled to it. I, I believe that like atheists do want to believe, but they just they don't have the faith to do it. You know, and then and they, you know, so so that they back off from it. You know, because a lot of them got like at one point in their lives somebody like oversaturated with them, and they're like, you know what, I had enough. Like I'm out. Like you know, like, right. I want to walk away from this and not be anymore. And like, like, how do you believe this? And it's like crazy ideas that they throw at you because it's like some old Bible story that you hear and you're going, right? Well, you know, it didn't really happen. It's just, it's just a story, a moral story that they tell you. Right. This fly right, kid. You know, like that kind of thing. So you, you, you tend to, you know, go away. That now, like I said, there is atheists that like truly will believe. They, it's like I just don't believe in a god, and you know, like. Right, the, the science is all there. Right. I believe in this. I believe that when we go, we just go to dust. And right, that's it. Exactly, and it's like that's fine. And uh, but like the woman side, though, it's just like that would be a question you would have to come up because it's like, am I going to go to say like you know service with this person? Am I going to go to right. church with this person? Right. So that way, you know that you know, like you know, like how is this going to work out? Or if there are another religion, like what religion is it? Like how far right. how far based is this? Because not only like in any relationship, and let's you know, you know this for for anybody like sure. everybody else is that when you're marrying somebody, you're marrying their family, right? You know, right. you're not you're not marrying that right. person. Now, granted, like sometimes you can because that person can get away from everybody, and, right? Like my situation with my wife, and she moved from Texas up to Pennsylvania, and we you know we don't really see her family, right? Because JC doesn't want to at the moment not go down to Texas because of. What's going on in Texas? Right. <laughs> so it's 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 those things, like you know. But like, if if, if you're living in the same town or whatever, you know, right. and, and especially Catholic people, like you know, and I'm Catholic, so I'm not right, right. Know, I'm not talking from unexperiences. Like other me- other members of the family might be going, "You're an atheist," you know, like like right, right, you know, and like like trying to make you believe, you know, right, or like you know, like why don't you come to church? Why don't you try it? You know, right. Like, and, and that's funny because Stacy and I, like again, the conversation that we're having. Stacy and I break down almost every five minutes or ten minutes when we're watching a show, not just about the subject, about whatever the whatever the the problem is that they're having. We go see, we pause. You know what? This is the problem with people, and you you start doing the old like you start analyzing what you know. What this is how we got by it, and we got through it. And you, they would have just talked more. Right. It would have been better situation. You know, it's like I always felt like to me it was. The people who are are devoutly religious are supposed to be designed to be accepting, but it's not. It's like you're not accepting his perspective in a way because you're not. It's like, well, why aren't why? Aren't, it's like again, like why aren't you? Why this? Can we bring you in? It's like, well, I'm I'm fine. But I, to me, I told out Stacy. I was like, what the problem is is that. She believes that when she dies, she's going to go to a better place. And if she's spending her the rest of her life with this man who she loves and adores and she wants to spend the rest of her life with him, she also wants to spend the rest of her afterlife with him. If he doesn't believe in that, in her faith, she's going to go and she's going to be alone. She doesn't want that. She wants to be able to bring him along with him to be able to, to go out to paradise together. Mm. You know, and I'm like... He doesn't believe any of that, so that's that to me is a defining line. Like, I love my wife, and we both talk about our ideas of heaven and stuff, and our own faith and things like that. But it was it was funny. It's like you're know, watching. A st- I never. I would have rather played a video game than watch this goddamn stupid show. But now here, Stacy and I are talking about faith. <laughs> Fire in the hole. <laughs> it's the demons leaving my body, Ed. 
It's my, my spiritual. Keep, keep them, Stevens. <laughs> you need them. You need them. You know. <laughs> yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's fan this out too. This is what sucks. That it's, this is this is a podcast. He's waving his arms around <laughs> like I'm like trying, what? I'm trying to mix it up. Right? Yeah. To, it's, no, it's, no, it's, no. Less concentrated. <laughs> I just the shame is I can't smell. Hold on. Yeah, well, the person that can smell, stop. <laughs> Fucking stop. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. Right. I mean, okay, at least, okay, fart, but like, don't wave your arms around. All right. All right. That's like, a no. All right. My, my, I should bring some room spray next time. <laughs> You'll just hear. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Why is there a, that someone. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I have video game review. Okay. Um, I guess we can talk about that later after the video games. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I we call it, meatballs was five bucks a video on demand, so I bought that yesterday. I was mad because Ivan Reitman passed away. Yes, which was kind of was I didn't realize how much that mattered to me to like almost like a day or two later. Like I was like, oh, Ivan Reitman passed away. It's a shame. Like I get kind of sucks, you know. And then a part of me started thinking about all the movies that he did, that he was in, that he, that he did. It's a part of. <laughs> and I was like, how many of those movies help shape who I am? Like Stripes, <laughs> Ghostbusters. And I'm like, this is kind of like a bummer. And I wanted to watch Meatballs because I was like, you know... I still do it today. Even if God from heaven above points his finger down our side of the field, because they got all the other women. They have all the money. They'll still get all the girls. You know, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It, like, every time I need to cheer myself up, I, in my head, it doesn't matter, Sean. It just doesn't matter. And I could see Bill Murray just getting everybody up and kind of like, I'm like, and I wanted to watch it. And I was like, well, I don't have it on video on demand, but let me go downstairs and do the digital, this to digital. Mm. And I tried scanning it, and it wasn't accepted. And I was like, motherfucker. And at the time, it was like last week, earlier in the week, it was still like, I think like 13 bucks. I'm like, I'll just put it on my list. And then this week, weekend deals was like, five bucks, sold. <laughs> I'm not even thinking twice about that one. So I'm like, I'll watch that next time I'm off. So that's been my weekend. All right. What have you been up to? <laughs> All right, told you. Right. What's, well, I mean, what's coming out in video and DVD? It's coming out with the releases of the week. Here yes. we go. This is a pretty good week, actually. Say, You know what? We mentioned this earlier in the show. American Underdog is coming out this Tuesday on oh, 4K, okay. Blu-ray, and DVD and digital. So if you if you want to see American Underdog, I'm kind of actually interested in seeing this movie. Zachary Levi is the star of the movie. Right. You know, I do like him as an actor. Um so I'd be kind of interested in seeing this movie because I don't know if I want to pay full price for it, but that's right. Maybe. It's definitely like a, maybe I'll rent it, right? You know, uh, another big movie, uh, House of Gucci is coming out this Tuesday. Oh, it is. Yes. Okay. So, so Gotta there. make sure I buy that. There you go. Stacy and I, Stacy wanted to watch it really, really bad over the holiday season, but we never got around to it because <clears throat> we work in retail. We've been really busy this holiday season, so I, I you know, we were going to rent it. I think one night, and it's like it's twenty dollars a rent. I'm like. You know I'm gonna buy it. Right. Let's just wait till it comes out. I'll buy it. We can watch it that night, or we can watch it in our, in our own pleasure, in right. our leisure, leisure, leisure. And I'm off Tuesday, so we're both off Tuesday. So maybe we'll wake up early and go 
movie shopping. There you go. All right, Ed, what you got? Uh, the King's Man is also coming out this week, too. And now it is on Hulu and HBO Max. I was ex- watching it last night. Yes, yeah, so it's already out on the digital formats. But if you want a digital or a physical copy, I should say, a physical copy of that movie, you could watch, you could buy the 4K Blu ray DVD. Um, if you want my honest opinion, watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. I, I was watching it. I have the other two, so I want to complete the collection. I, so that's, I that's, have the other two as well, and I was watching the one last night, and I'm going, do I want this in my collection? Because I mean, it's, it's a prequel, it's the story of how the King's Man became. Like, and, right. So far, one really cool fight scene with the uh, Rasputin. I'm like, all right, that's kind of that was really cool. But outside of that, the rest of the movie's been kind of like, yeah. Well, I'm turning like halfway. I got halfway through and I turned off, so I can go to bed, so I can go to work today. But I'll, I might watch it tonight when I finish it when I get home. Okay. But I'm like, eh, it's all right. It's not super great. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what else? Uh, this movie I'm more interested in seeing. I don't know if you're interested in seeing it, but it's coming out this Tuesday. The three five five is coming out. Oh, okay. That's the uh, what's with the uh, women, all women cast like spies. Yeah, it's like CIA. Yeah, agents and, it looked really you know, good. Thing I, I thought it looked pretty good. I was kind of interested for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, definitely this one. I think it's because it's made by the people who do the the Bourne movies. Okay, I think. Okay, all so, right. There you go. All right. Um, uh, these two next movies. I had to look it up because I wasn't sure because it came up and I'm like, this is kind of weird. For the first time on Blu-ray, uh-huh. okay, I have to say Blu-ray right. now. And this one, I'm thinking, I don't think so, but I didn't, I couldn't find it anywhere else. A Man on the Moon is actually coming on Blu-ray for the first time, which I'm thinking, I think it is on Blu-ray. But as as far as everybody's concerned, uh, it's a Jim Carrey movie yes. where he's uh, plays Andy Kaufman. Yes. Okay. I know it came out on DVD. And but. this one, I this one, I almost believe it was. Just coming out on Blu-ray, but then I did find it out Blu-ray later on. The Jungle Book, the original 1967 film. Oh, okay. That the the animated movie. All right. so, but uh, that's getting a re-release uh, this Tuesday if you're interested. Okay. Um, coming out on 4K this week. The Ooh. 4K list. Here you go, kids. Uh, Hard Target is coming out. That is a uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yes. Where he plays. Uh, uh, okay. I wow. I don't. Why did they get the call? Why that movie? Why that movie? I, what else is coming out? We'll, we'll circle back to the okay. my, my thought pattern. Go okay. ahead. Escape from L.A. is also getting the 4K treatment. Uh, Alligator is getting the 4K treatment. Um, then we have The Green Mile is getting the 4K. Okay, that one at least makes sense. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Yes, that is getting the 4K as well. And uh, the original one or the remake? The, 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 the well, the, the one with uh, Gary Oldman. Call me Oldman. I think that's a remake. Okay. All right. I have that on video. Every time I try watching, I, I get bored real quick. The cast is phenomenal. I don't know why I can't seem to get into it. I have to maybe like sit down and really, really focus. Um. All right. And here's my here's my thought pattern. Okay. Here's my thought process on this. Some of those movies, like uh, Green Mile. Sure, you know what? Had a nice theatrical run. <sighs> What's the first movie? Hard Target. Hard Target. Who the fuck makes that decision? 93, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Right. I just feel like... A woman I, hires a daughter... A, a woman hires a drifter as a guy through New Orleans in search of her father who has gone missing. They discover a deadly game of cat and mouse behind the disappearance... 
uh, in the isn't Lance Hendrickson in this movie too? He's the one who's hunting them down. Lance Hendrickson uh-huh. is in this movie. Von Cole Van Dam, Lance Hendrickson, Yancey Butler, Willard Br- Wilford Brindley. Hey, Wilford uh-huh. Brindley. I might wait. I might. I, I, might <laughs> I might see this movie now. No. I won't. Uh, Kelly. L- I don't know. But he's Arnold. No, 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 but that's it. That's right. All. But here's my point, Ed. That movie barely deserves to be the DVD. Sure. In like the Jean Claude Van Damme super pack of movies, sure. <laughs> Four fucking K. Like, why does that get the movie? But yet, Shawshank Redemption is that in 4K yet? <laughs> like, Shawshank makes 4K. Passion of the Christ, Last Temptation of Christ. There are some Oscar-winning movies out there that have not hit 4K yet. It's looking up right now. Shawshank Redemption. I think it probably is. I got to feel if it's not. It's like I don't think he found it. No, it was just everything just disappeared. Oh, off okay, it's not good. I just shouldn't there be a criteria of movies that have to tick off boxes first before I feel like Hard Target's like the bottom of the barrel. You know, it's like okay, you know what? Or not even that. More like the movie you get thrown in to be like. Okay, guys, we'll do the 4K transfer of, you know, Escape from New York. I guess we'll do Escape from L.A. because it's a two-pack, sure, whatever. Green Mile, all right, you know, Tom Hanks. Okay, you know, okay, well, you can do all that, but you know what? You also got to take Hard Target. Wait, what? Like, why Why do I got to take Hard Target? Well, it's part of the deal, buddy. If you want these movies, you got to take Shawshank is on 4K. Okay, all right. Good for them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... You say that. Right? <laughs> like, who's sitting there going, you know what I want to watch? The best visual quantity whatsoever, Jean-Claude Van Damme in an 80s movie where he does a split. <laughs> well, wait, Lance Henderson. Well, here's the question, though. Like, like at what point, like, I mean, granted, I mean, there, there's probably movies out there that really need the 4K release before this one there gets There are some it, movies out there that I agree with you. Blu-ray yet. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's some there's a lot of movies that eventually like it's like it's cheaper it's quicker like it like like some movies get tied up because like some actor wants a higher right, because it's okay. coming out in 4K they right. they want a bigger you know bigger uh, you know paycheck you know residuals right. and blah 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 they want a higher percentage because it's their you know movie right. and shit right like right that. right so I I I get it I I do I just you know it just it just stupid that this kind of <laughs> right. release but you know you're going you're going hey what's with john clon which which movie can i get of you off of you universal soldier <laughs> that was- how's that one time cop as <laughs> now looking to see if universal soldier or time cop has got the 4k treatment <laughs> you know uh what's the one the quest will kickboxer it's like the ones that put him on the map hard target to me is that movie that kind of was at- came and went Right. It was a came and went movie. It was like, okay, if you're Jean-Claude Van... It's like um, putting any Steven Seagal movie on 4K. Steven Seagal is out for justice. <laughs> Steven Seagal is back for blood. Steven, Steven Seagal is unbreakable. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, all those movies... Well, yes, they are probably someone's ultimate... I'm a, I like Steven Seagal just as much as the next person... Back when he was popular, <laughs> time cop didn't make 4K. <laughs> <laughs> I th- 
I'm, I'm looking it up now, but I think Universal Soldier did. It probably did. Did, right. Probably that before Universal Soldier 2, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of feel like, like it's like saying, hey, Bruce Willis, we're going to. Universal Soldier got the 4K okay. release. It's like, hey, Bruce. you know <laughs> what, was, gonna... what was the other trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Double time trouble. Card. How about that one? Double <laughs> trouble? That's what we're. <laughs> Is that, is that the one where oh he God. where he's he plays his own twin? It's the evil twin versus himself. Yes, that to me it just. Uh, How about double team? With- double team. That's what I was thinking of with Recon, um basketball star. Shit, um, Dennis Rodman. Like if that. If that could, if I, there's just this period of time where Jean-Claude was everywhere. And I saw a lot of those movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm not denying that Jean-Claude Van Damme movies have a place in movie genre. In fact, I'm going to say they're almost their own genre at this yeah, point. Yeah, the highest they got was Blu-ray for Double T. <laughs> Thank God. I just... <sighs> it's like it's like saying what you call it. It's like getting what you call it, that Tom Selleck movie, Runaway, giving them a 4K treatment. Where he's the <laughs> where Gene Gene Simmons is the bad guy, and then <laughs> you know what I keep seeing? It's a John Stamos movie. It's on Voodoo all the time. I think on sale. It's like if it looks could kill or something like that. Where John where John Stamos is a it's a very young John Stamos, and his dad was a spy. He had no idea. And his dad gets killed in the line of duty, and John Stamos tries to avenge his father's death in some way, shape, or form. And Gene Simmons is in it as a transgender singer or a drag queen singer. It's it's he. I, there's a vision of him coming down the stairs in like this feathery boa type thing, and I'm like, Gene, I think I remember seeing this movie. Wait, 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 wait that was I think it's if looks could kill John Stamos. It's if you got your your what do you call it? Uh, your voodoo up. It's they show you like a they they show you clips like instead of looking at a trailer, I guess they didn't have a trailer. They'll show like little snippets from the movie. It's like John Stamos getting jumped in a in a what do you call it uh, in uh, in like a kitchen, and <laughs> I think it's if looks could kill. I have it on my wish list. I don't know why. I, there's a part of me. There's a, the sadistic part of me is going. I would have fucking buy that movie. If it's like two dollars. Or if it becomes free to watch, I'm fucking watching it. But in my head, I'm going, I think I might have seen this movie. Because I like Gene Simmons, and I thought in the movie, like, I liked him in Runaway as a bad guy. He's also in Wanted, Dead or Alive. He was, there was a moment where Gene was trying to be an actor, but all he was was the bad guy in those movies. <laughs> Ed, did you find it? Not yet. Not uh, yet? You're looking at... Did you look, are you looking up John Stamos? I'm still looking up that if looks could kill. But okay, I think that's look up Gene Simmons. And maybe that might be a smaller theatrical. There was a moment in time where Gene was like be, actively being an actor and he was actively the bad guy in almost everything he was in. <laughs> Not, and always as like a terrorist too. I felt like <laughs> maybe because of his looks. <laughs> Ed's looking now. You're look, what are you looking at, John Stamos? No, look up Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's going to have uh, John Stamos on it. A very young John Stamos. Is it looking? Uh, there's Runaway. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. This. Right never, never too young, young to die. die. Never too young to die. Now Ed's five ninety nine. Really? No, I can't. <laughs> it's not worth it. Not worth it. 
Gene Stamos. Gene Simmons got top bill. No, no, not yep. even though they didn't. Vanity. Vanity. And Gene Simmons' character's name is Velvet Von Rogers. Vanity got top filling. And Gene Simmons. We're gonna we're gonna take George Lazenby's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! He's. Cause I think he plays John Stamos' dad, who gets killed. Oh my god! <laughs> Go ahead, push the trailer. Ed. Robert England is in this movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh my god! You see why I was I was like, I'm, I have to watch it. Like it. I, I remember seeing. I vividly remember seeing that or that or maybe it's the one with. Uh, Maybe it's with, if looks could kill. It's with the kid who was um, replaced Johnny Depp on Twenty One Jump Street. Ed's now pushing this, the trailer. Let's see if we can get some look, some some background noise here. Uh, it's John Stamos is walking into a kitchen. It's quiet. It's very nice and quiet because you know he's, okay. here he goes. He's like, oh, and then, oh look, these generic eighty biker dudes. I think that oh, he's like. Oh. oh my god! Oh my god! I think I've seen this movie. <laughs> uh huh. I think I've seen this. <laughs> oh my god! I can't even describe it. I'm gonna pause for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the same feeling of it. Go. This is ridiculous. Wait, I think I see this. <laughs> like, and something in the back of your head just goes ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> Gene Simmons is wearing this. I don't know what it was. It's I, the see-through kind of thing, but it really wasn't see-through. It had breasts. It looks like what you'd see a Vegas showgirl would wear. It, and it had a headdress that was feather boas uh-huh. that stuck out of his head. <laughs> it's like you knew it was Gene Simmons. Like it wasn't like like that could be anybody. No, it's Gene Simmons. <laughs> he's got a very distinct face and singing stone. He's like, yeah, yeah. And but he's he's like supposed to be. Not in drivers, but of both sexes. Because that's what the song he's singing is about how he can pleasure a man and a woman because of who he is. And I'm just like, I remember seeing this movie. I don't, what year was it? I, I, I think 86. I, I want to say. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the trailer here. Right, and of now, course, John Stamos, John Stamos has got the what I would call the stereotypical smart Asian best friend who looks like he's a gadget maker. Right. You know? <laughs> Is <laughs> that the guy from Little Man, Big, big Man, uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China? I don't know. 86. 1986. Thank you very much, Sean. <laughs> I would have been 16 years old and I would have watched this on video. And I think I've seen this like it was like a probably like a night. You had nothing to do uh-huh. and you went to Blockbuster, like the old Rattle uh-huh. Store days. Right. And you saw this. It's like, oh, John Stamos. John Gene S- Simmons. Right. You're, right. you're reading the cast. You go, John Stamos, Robert Engel. At the time, I knew who George Lazenby was. I didn't know he was still acting. All right. Vanity, who I always thought like, had a little bit of a crush on because of, you know, Purple Rain and all that. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this. I watched him going, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Gene. 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 <laughs> Like, dude, I mean, I, are you hurting for money? Oh, my God. Like, are you trying to tell me that Kiss is, like, I mean, I think at this point Kiss might have been not doing the makeup thing. And 86, and I'm just like, Gene, is put the makeup back on, Gene. Like, maybe you make more money. Like, you shouldn't have to. <laughs> I'm sure you probably can find it. I don't even think you can find it free to play anywhere. <laughs> it's about to find out. 
I'm going to see if you can find it for free. <laughs> Never too young to die. Ed's got that fancy remote. <laughs> it's on the Roku channel for free. Tubi for free. Can- uh, canopy for free. Tune in Flu- next week where Ed talks about how he watched the movie. Fluto TV for free. Shell Factory TV. Oh my God, it's freaking free everywhere. It's free everywhere. Uh, Dave, next, guess what the next movie we're watching when you come over? Voodoo. Well, Voodoo, you got to pay three right. bucks for it to rent it. You know, there's a, there's a Roku Voodoo. Right. Uh, blah, blah, All Prime. the other ones are free to stream, which means right. there'll be commercials in it. But <laughs> you're going to put that on my, my watch list for Wednesday when Dave comes over. <laughs> Dave, we're going to have to watch the commercials of this one, man. The show content. Show content. <laughs> what else is coming out in video, Ed? I mean, we kind of derailed you there for a minute. Because I was like, Nixon, Nixon 4K, it looks could kill. I'd be like, I'm done. I'm done, Ed. I'm, I'm hanging it up. Well, that was it. That was, that was all that is coming out for video and uh and all right. And TV. So now we got video games coming out. Yes. All right. What we got? Um, no, no, I gotta put <laughs> Ed's got to put his glasses on because I've stumped them. I was like, Ed, there's this movie. Uh, Destiny Two: The Witch Queen is coming out. It's developed by and published by uh, Bungie for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, Stadia, and PC. That's coming out Tuesday, February twenty second. Okay. Then we have Monarch. I wonder if there's a disc version. All right, Monarch, go ahead. Yes. Uh, developed by Furu. <laughs> That's what it is. F-U-R-Y-U. Furu. Uh, and published by NIS America for the PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. And that's coming out Tuesday as well. All right. Then we have Soul Cresta. Developed by Platinum Games and published by Hamster Company for the PS4, Switch, and PC. And that's coming out on Tuesday, February 22nd. Then we have Edge of Eternity, developed by Midgar Studio and published by uh, Dear Villagers for the Switch. And that's coming out Wednesday, February 23rd. Then we have Martha is Dead, developed by LKL, oh, sorry, LKA and published by Wired Productions for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and PC. And that's coming out Thursday, uh, February 24th. Then we have... Uh, Never Alone, developed and published by Upper One Games for the Switch, and that's coming out Thursday. And then we have Ulterior Sophie. Ulterior? Al- no. I'll, I'll, I'll tell her. Sorry. Sophie, too. The Alchemist of Mysterious Dawn. Ooh, that sounds like an eight, uh, <laughs> Japanese role-playing game. Developed by Gust and published by, yes, Koi Temko for the PS4 and Switch PC, and that's coming out Friday, February 25th. Then we have Eden, Eden Ring is coming Elden. out. Elden. Elden, excuse me, sorry, my... Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> it's got a little spot on his glasses. glasses, that's why I didn't read that, right? There, it's better. Elden Ring, developed by... Uh, Developed by From Software and published by Bandai Namco for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC, and that's coming out Friday, February 25th. And finally, Grid Legends, developed by Codemasters and published by Electronic Arts for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, PC, and that is coming out on Friday, February 25th. Okay. All right. So... Uh, a couple things. I will probably have a review on Elden Ring ne- on next week's show. Okay. Uh, here's what I know. It is by the people who do the Demon Souls and Dark Souls series. Um, 
It is also helped by written by with the story, not story, but it helped. The script was fleshed out by um, a George R. R. Martin, <laughs> uh, who wrote, uh, who's writing the Game of Thrones novels. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, Ed. I'm buying it, but with GameStop, they have the guaranteed to love it thing for that game. I mean, if you don't like it, you return it back in 48 hours. You get a trade credit for it, mm-hmm. like a full price trade credit. It might be the one game that I might actually do that with because it's hit or miss with me. Mostly miss, to be honest. I don't like those games where it's supposed to be really, really tough to play and that you die a gazillion times and it's supposed to teach you something in the process. Right. Um, the story, the behind the scenes issue is behind the scenes story is that apparently this is not as difficult as the other games this is more friendlier and more forgiving mm-hmm. than their other games because this is a separate entity game right. than the dark souls kind of same kind of style there's its own lore and all that kind of stuff and every time i see a commercial for it fucking game looks gorgeous it looks like i mean we're talking like ghosts and swords and dragons and i'm like this is on a PS5. I'm gonna love this. This is gonna be awesome. Mm. But there's that part of me going, "How many times am I gonna die? Like, is that like a boss? Is that like the first boss I see? Because I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have the patience. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh boy, here goes nothing. Kind of. <laughs> um. Uh, so I'll, I will definitely have a, a review, good or bad, on next next week's show. Mm. Uh, most currently, I am playing Horizon Forbidden West. That was the game, big game that came out last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, have you played that game, Ed? No. Okay. I, I I recommend that game. It's one of my must-to games. In fact, I feel kind of bad. A guy wanted to return that game today. Guy. <laughs> it's it's uh, today my job. Somebody came back wanting to return um, Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition. Mm-hmm. And the Guardians of the Galaxy game for the PS5. Two games I think are fucking amazing games. Mm-hmm. He wanted to return them because he just he didn't like them. I'm like, okay. And then we started talking about games. I'm like, dude, I'll be 100% honest. I I don't know if I can... I can. He wanted to buy Horizon Forbidden West. And I'm like, I, I got to ask, dude. Like, Why are you wanting to buy a game... From which is a sequel to a game you don't like, like it makes no sense to me, you know. And I'm like, not for nothing. I mean, I'm a little kind of baffled because those are two games that are like on my top ten list, you know. As far as like, if I had to pick games, I'm like, oh, you need to play this, you need to play that. Like, they're phenomenal games. Mm-hmm. So you coming to me saying hey, I want to return these and then get the one game that's a direct sequel to a game that you say you don't like? I'll be honest, I'm playing that game right now, and it's a lot of the same. It's the original. It's the original. Like, you're still Aloy. You're still trying to figure out what you're trying to do. You're trying to... Real brief, Ed. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. World's been destroyed. She's born uh, from a machine. They don't... But she's an outcast. And she tries... She's, she find, tries to find her place in the world. Why the world became the way it is. All while you're hunting robot dinosaurs with a bow and arrow. Mm. All right? Mm-hmm. Reason why I love this game is any good game that can steal from other good games and do it well enough makes it a good game. Okay. 
there's it's an open world like to me like with the witcher you can pretty much go anywhere in that world um there is stealth involved assassin's creed Mm -hmm. um there is a detective mode she's got this thing called a focus where she turns it on and it gives her like extra information about the dinosaurs that she's the robots that she's trying to kill Mm. and what happens is that the there's um why, without getting too too deep into it, the reason why she's there becomes apparent who she is in this world and what her main role is in this world. And by the end, you're like, oh my God, that's actually... It was really a good idea. And I'm like, I'm, I'm into it. One of the very few games that I was actually going back to replay when I had nothing else to do, because when I got the PS5, it's part of the PlayStation Plus like library mm-hmm. that they give you. And the, it's like all of their personal games but it's a ps4 game so i was like i'll dabble in this while i'm waiting around for nothing you know so the sequel comes out and sequels pretty much it takes place six months after the end of the first game and the end of the first game she's like okay basically she does the oh everyone's partying and having a good time i'm gonna slink off into the, into the background because i know what i now need to do so she disappears and of course you know it takes place six months later and a guy who knew her back then, she catches up to her, and he's like, yo, what the fuck? Why'd you leave the party? And she has to kind of explain to him why she's doing it, why she's trying to help basically reboot the Earth, for most, for lack of a better term, mm. and that she's trying to find this program that no one really understands or knows about because we're in a world where there's fucking robot dinosaurs. Why'd they get there? Why are they here? And you find that out in the course of the, the first game. Mm. To me, it makes a great movie or at least a great TV series, the, the premise of it, mm. or at least a prequel movie or a prequel series. I think they made a comic book. Like, they actually even have a comic book line based on the on the game. Mm. So this one takes place, like I said, six months later, and I didn't get too much into it because by the time I got working in the business I work in, sometimes I get a little something-something for the effort. Mm. This is one of those games that was a little something-something for the effort. I pre-ordered my game, and I then when the game came out Friday, I didn't pick my game up because I was told I was going to get a little something-something for the effort. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying what I'm saying without saying what I'm saying, right? right? So I was like, okay, well, I'll just wait patiently till I get that little something-something. And I got that little something-something yesterday. So I came home, up, you know, downloaded my game, started playing. I was like, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, It's everything I wanted. It's still exactly the same She's got new things, like, you know, she can go swim underwater. I'm like, she couldn't do that before. She's now, like, got this little glider. I'm like, well, when do I get that? Because I want to be able to jump from high places and glide down. And she also had the ability later on, if you pick the right perks, to kind of, instead of destroying the robot dinosaur, to actually um, hack them and become a friend to you. So you can mount them and ride them if you needed to. Mm. which was Or have them attack other robot Dinosaurs Damn. to help to help you and your quest, but this one now has the flying pterodactyls. I'm going. It, you better tell me I can fucking hack into one of those fuckers and be able to fly around in this in this world where I can fly around see other fucking robot dinosaurs. The world. I'm like, as a person, as a kid who loved dinosaurs, and as a techie guy who loves robots. You give me a robot dinosaur, I'm in. Nah. And then you throw in like, okay, I have to hunt them down to knock parts off of them to build better equipment. But all I have is a bow and arrow. I'm like, it's kind of Lara Croftish, mm. but she's got this like little thing they call a focus, which when you hit it, it turns into like detective mode. It gives you like stats on and weak points of everything mm. and hidden stuff. And I'm like. That's like Batman. Right. The stuff is like Assassin's Creed. The open world's like, I'm like, 
every game. I'm like, I can put stole from there, stole from there, stole from there. Decent storyline, fucking great game. Mm. So the sequel came out, and I'm like, I'm in. And and I was like, so I've been playing it a little bit. About I want to say a little bit, maybe like two, maybe three hours last night. Still great, still phenomenal. It took me a little while to kind of because with the PS5, the adaptive triggers can kind of mess with your head a little bit mm. because it's like, oh, look, here's a little rumble off in the distance. Why is it rumbling? <laughs> like, yeah. like there's, I fought a nice big scary viper dinosaur looking thing. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Didn't die once. I was like, yeah, that's it. Come at me, bro. Got my little bow and arrow. Got my little frost things. I'm, my little traps. I'm coming. It's the one game that I will admit made me had to really learn how to play because I'm kind of a running gunner sometimes mm-hmm. or a hack and slash. This one in the game there's traps and there's bombs that you can plant and and like mines and stuff to help bring down some of these dinosaurs and at first I'm like I'm not going to need them give me one bow and arrow and let me slow down some time think 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 knocking the shit off I'm kicking some ass then I realized how tough it was and maybe if I just laid a trap it'd be so much easier because there's this thing where you can tie them like after they trip them up you can like tie them down to the ground and just start hacking away at them before they break free and I'm like I I really should learn how to do that more often and That game made me kind of learn how to do that better because I was like, well, now I have to think about what I got to do because sometimes you're in a in the first game you're in this confined space and you have like a Tyrannosaurus Rex type dinosaur in like let's say an auditorium sized room and you have to kill it and there is not a lot to hide around, right. so you kind of have to lay traps and get it to stumble and get it to fall down. So you, and it incredible game incredible game especially if you're a person who likes to find collectible stuff mm. like I do in those collectibles paints the story of, of the world and how I got there and I'm like I kind of want to get more because what happens is fascinating mm. you know and of course then for the people who don't read it there's this grand scoopy like <laughs> villain of it all that kind of fill you in right. <laughs> you know but the second one is it's pretty good so far so far after the only three hours I've played but uh, we'll, we'll go back to the guy though that that was returning the original game and wanted to buy the new one. Like he he actually, I told him I thought these were great games. He he changed his mind and and left with them. And I told him I was like, dude, like look, don't. Everyone's got their own taste. I think Call of Duty is a fucking stupid game. I told him that. I was like, I think it's repetitive. I think it's childish. It seems to be like it's the same game over and over again. These guys have stories. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy game is probably one of the best games I played last year. Uh, the story is great. The co- there's comedy. There's some really good action. It's a little difficult to maybe get under control because you're only Peter Quill, and it's not the Peter Quill. It's not the Peter Quill you know from the movies. It's kind of like its own Peter Quill, mm. and they all look different. You can get the skins from make them look like the movie. That makes you feel better. But their attitudes and who they are as a group is still kind of fresh and clean. Mm. But the banter is there. But the storyline's great. It's not open world. It's kind of a linear game. But it's so much fun. And the, the acting's great. And the story's really good. And it's like, this is what a video game should be. It's fun. Like, video games should be fun. I'm like, I told him all that. And I was like, but dude, I mean, I'm just a guy. I, that's what I go for. If you don't like them, dude, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you, like, don't. I'm not going to think any less of you, because who the fuck am I? <laughs> like, uh, I'm a guy behind a cleric. He's like, no, man, I'm going to give him another try. I'm like, 
Look, I'm telling you, I think you're going to really like them, but you got to let them marinate. Sometimes you got to let a game marinate. You can't just play for like an hour and go, this is fucking stupid. Because you're not at the part where it gets good. Mm. Like with Guardians of the Galaxy, it takes a couple chapters before it gets really good. You know, and it's like, but you got to be patient to be able to do that. You don't have to go around and run around and get a lot of collectibles. There's not a lot. Mm. But it's a game I platinumed because I was, I did the time. You know, but it was fun. It was a really good game. It's one of those games I was kind of like, all right. It was the soundtrack's kicking ass, but I don't know if it's like eighties rock music. <laughs> you know, it's what's better than killing and shooting at you know fighting people with the kickstart my heart in the background. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, you're like, all right, and he's like, I'll give him another try. I'm like, oh, look, dude, give it another week. If you don't like them, it's already past the time that you know you could return them anyway. I'll I'll do a solid for you. Because now I feel kind of guilty that I was like, dude, man, I kind of gatekeeped them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, but you know nothing about the Guardians of the Galaxy playing that game. You didn't give me the chance, did you? Like, I felt like that. I felt like Randall in <laughs> Clerks. <laughs> and I'm aware enough as I'm saying what I'm saying to him, like, uh, Sean, what are you doing? You should stop. Just stop. And I was like, look, I'm not going to tell you what you can and what you can't play it's not right everyone has their own taste i love those games i think that if maybe you give it a little extra chance maybe you'd learn to love them too but if you don't want to do it then don't do that i'm not i'm not gonna think any less of you like you know he's like no man i'm gonna give it another try and his his, his girl is on me she's like yeah you should give him another try they sound like fun games <laughs> uh, he comes back he's like you gotta stay next to me when I'm playing these games because I'm not the fun like you're telling me <laughs> right, right and if he comes back with those two games and says I told him I would completely ignore the, I'd be like look it's my fault that you took him another, for another week I will gladly take the hit and be like I'll take him I'll, t- I'll let you return them because my bad like because right. one thing I like about my job is if, when somebody if I make a suggestion and that Perkins interprets and takes that suggestion and they come back and tell me that it was a fucking excellent choice and they're really excited that I gave him that option makes me feel good mm-hmm. kind of validates me as a as a store leader as a person who's in the, in the business right that someone values my opinion takes my advice and actually that I knew enough about that person to give him the advice on that hand, it's awesome. On the other hand, when you tell a person the game, they go, yeah, the game sucks. It just deflates me. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I feel really, like, bad. Mm. I'm very um, empathetic about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I, yeah, I'll take it back. Here's your money. He, you know, go ahead. My bad. Like, it just, <laughs> sorry. I wish it would I wish it were to work out between you and the game, but it didn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like that's how I feel about Elden Ring. Elden Ring is one of those games where I'm like, Ed played it, <sighs> fucking mad. I I almost threw my controller. Ed, <laughs> like I just feel that that's there, maybe. But I'm also going. I'm, there's also a part of me going, Sean, you know, open minded, be of an open mind and try to accept. Maybe it's challenging for a reason. You learn how to play other games based upon that. You should give yourself another like a chance. Yeah, like give it a chance, Sean. Right. Don't. Open mind. Be one with the game. Don't don't struggle with it. Just accept it for what it is. It's all part of a bigger plan, man. <laughs> the real reason why I pre-ordered it is because it comes with this ring. It's a size 10 ring, but the ring is used in the game to call your spectral horse. <laughs> so part of me is like, I kind of wanted that ring. And then my wife and Stacy was like, Sean, why don't you just take the ring? I mean, you work at the 
okay, it's it's a pre-order bonus. Just take it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that just seems dishonest. <laughs> She's like, you know, there's gonna be people who aren't gonna want it, who aren't gonna want it, and I think I have way more than I have pre-orders. She's like, you're gonna have extras. You're just gonna want to give it away anyway. Give one to yourself. I could do that, but it doesn't seem fair. (laughs) (laughs) You don't just take the ring. Right. You've got to woo You've got to earn it. You've got to want it. You can't just take. That's not how the ring of power works. (laughs) 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 Uh, So there's my review of of a bunch of stuff. But Horizon from Middle West, pretty good so far. All right. All right. Um, I guess... uh, you doing Time any- for the news. Are you doing any game again? No, you know, and I, I, I've actually because every once in a while you go to YouTube and the first thing it tells you is that they did a new update to Cyberpunk. Uh, oh, you know what? We didn't talk about that. I got, I, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> and I'm, I, I still have the card sitting there, and I haven't scratched off the the code to do my yearly subscription, so I'm not even subscribed to the PlayStation Plus now. At this point, it's been I think a year, right? This okay, or close to it. Um. So, so that's where I'm at right now. But every once in a while, when I see that ad, especially this guy, you know, Keanu Reeves is that was it Silverhand? I think. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I I see his Johnny picture. Silverhand. Of Johnny Silverhand. I'm like, yeah, I need to go back to Cyberpunk. I, I really need to. I really need to. I really want to love this game. I really. And then I went to Best Buy today, by the way. Uh-huh. And I saw it there. Oh, it's super cheap now. It's twenty one bucks. Yeah, it's it's, it's super cheap now. But the thing the thing that bothers me most is that like like GameStop will. Lower the price for fair amount of Yeah, we'll, we'll, they'll match the price. Odds are, most of the time, Best Buy won't. They'll, oh, okay. They'll do the like fifty nine ninety nine right, right, or whatever right. it is, but they lower the price for this game. And I'm thinking that's how terrible this game is. Is that they? It, it didn't have the best launch. Um, it, it, it did struggle through a lot of it. Um, I, I Ed have a PS five. Yeah. Okay. Um, I too with the update. Gave you the next gen upgrade for free, so I was able to put my PS4 disc in, and it's like, okay, well, here's an update. Do you want to update to the PS5 version? They're not going to make. I don't think they're going to make a physical PS5 version. Mm-hmm. The upgrade to 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 make it to a PS5 game is free, and I was like, we still need to put the disc in. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm. I was playing a little bit. I stopped on the PS4 because of all the issues when I got the PS5 I did load it but I never really got I started playing it a little bit more mm-hmm. started right from the beginning I deleted all my save games and started right from the beginning again mm-hmm. I'm like okay enough patches have gone through and it was stable it was stable enough I never had a, it never crashed on me but it didn't feel like the game that was always promised this update Ed first of all Ooh, smooth like butter. All right. right? I mean, now granted, we are talking PS5 capabilities versus PS4 capabilities, Mm -hmm. but the city is more vibrant, more alive. Uh, There's more people who react to the things that you're doing in the world. Like if I bump into somebody, they're like, yo, man, what are you doing? Or if there's gunfire, people scatter. You know, it's, it's, I'm like, holy, that's never happened before. There's, um, uh, they took away some skills, like the skill tree. That when I started the game up, I found all my perks and points that I've established were back to ground zero. Mm. That I had to reallocate some stuff because they took away certain things. They made made it more like a, a truer role playing game in mm. a way. Though with some of the perks, the, some they realized were redundant, some people weren't using it at all. So they just kind of 
they would call it a quality of life improvement on the game itself. Mm. Um, and and I started playing it, and I'm like, this game's not way. I mean, visually, it just felt better. Like it just felt like a game that I was like, wow, this is. It made me feel like if those sons of bitches could have waited like another year, I think this would have been the game that should have been the launch game. Mm. And I think that between I don't I don't blame CD Projekt Red. I blame Warner Brothers because I blame the suits involved. They need a game out. We're pushing for a game out. This is the reason why you guys are working 20 hours a week, 20 hours a day. You know, we want this game out now. And they gave a subpar product, you know, subpar project product out. They knew it. They apologized for it. And they said that we're going to work really, really hard to make it up to you. And I feel like this most current update has that because every every article I read on Facebook or, or through the news has been talking about how great everyone loves this new update. And I'm like, yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty good. I'm not. I got nothing really bad to say about it. I, I, some people who are on the, I heard though it's not so good on the PS4. <laughs> you know, you do you have a PS4 or PS4 Pro? P- uh, PS4. Okay. Think- yeah, you might have to upgrade the uh, you know your system a little bit. No. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Hello. <laughs> little tweakage there. <laughs> that's that's my 2.0 upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yes, if you have if, if people who haven't if you've never played Cyberpunk and if you have a PS5, it might be the time to actually go get it. Um the PS4 Pro might be but I don't know, you have to try it. Try it. Oh, I'm going to, you know, now, I have like I said, every once in a while, you can... have to let the people on the show know because, as a you know, like okay, well, Sean's got the most up to date system. It does not. Let's see how it works. Yeah, because I, I have the Star Wars edition one. I don't think that was a pro one that came out. No, there were the pro one for that one was the Battlefront Two one, which wasn't good. It was had like the logos on it. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was not that good. I mean, the the, the look of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping Ed awake. It's like smelling sauce for it, just saying. Like, every once in a while, he'll, we're talking, and you'll just see him scrunch his nose and shake his head, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, 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 he got knocked down somewhat, snap, whipped under his nose. He's like, oh my God, what? I'm awake. I'm awake. What? Who? Hold the macro. What? Who, whatever you do, do not light a match. Right now, there's enough methane in this room that we can blow at any moment. <laughs> I want to light a match. <laughs> that was the last, the last Geeksters episode. It was like, Sean going, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Went out with a bang, I'll tell you that. Oh, my God. Uh, what was I saying? What was I going to say? Oh, no, did... Oh, stop. Will you stop, motherfucker? You got to stop. God damn it. Oh, my God. You just can't stop, can you? Oh, you just lean forward. You know? so I'm like, that's the end of the chance. Run, run, run. Get out, get out, get out. Go, 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 go. Don't look back. Don't take that with you. Just go. Just go. Just like, every time I move, my butt's like, oh, he's distracted. Go. Like, now's your chance. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Never you're mind. Let's, just, let's, let's move on because I don't want to talk more. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk less. Okay, Ed. Less breathing I have to do is better. All right, well, let, let's talk Super Bowl commercials. All right. So there was that commercial for the Doctor Strange 2, uh, the uh, Method of Madness or whatever it's called, uh, the multi, multi, Madness of Multiverses, Multiverse of Madness, or 
The Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. There yes. you go. Have you seen that trailer? Several times. Okay, at the very end, he's standing. First, he gets arrested, and he's standing in front of what looks like a tribunal of people. Right. And you hear someone who sounds very much like Professor X going, we should tell him the truth, or we should inform him of everybody. And right away, as a comic book reader, I went, are they bringing in the Illuminati? Because the Illuminati is Doctor Strange, Professor X, Namor, mm-hmm. Victor Von Doom. That was the one I couldn't think of. Okay. I couldn't think of the, the one name. And Reed Richards. Yes. Okay. And a part of me is like, there was two chairs on either side when you saw him and enough space for a wheelchair right. to zip empty, on in. There was an empty spot. There was an empty spot that could maybe be enough. And I'm like, are you fuck? Is this how you're going to do it? Are you? There's no way. Because they were in charge of... of Policing the multiverse and stuff like that, and and or manipulate things, and it was the Illuminati who came to the decision that that Hulk should not be on Earth anymore, mm-hmm. and they kicked him off planet, which then became Planet Hulk, which then you know it's where he's in the Gladiator and love and love uh, Thor's Ragnarok. Right. That's not what happened in the movie version of mm-hmm. Hulk, but in the comic book version, they boot him off planet. He becomes a Gladiator. Rules the place. It's very uh, Spartan, uh, Spartacus, and his planet gets destroyed because the the spaceship that he was on blew up and and killed their almost half the people on the planet. He blames Reed Richards and the the Illuminati at that point. Mm-hmm. So he gets a ship, comes back to Earth, and that's where you get World War Hulk at the storyline. Now mm-hmm. again, if you are a comic book fan, that's not a big. It's like showing why you're rehashing. Right. But there's people out there who don't know that. Right. Just to bring the Illuminati because you're going to bring in. Are you bringing in the X-Men now with this movie? Because Professor X? You're bringing in Namor because they were saying that Namor was going to be a part of um, Black Panther 2. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in Reed Richards? You're bringing, the, you're bringing in the Fantastic Four? Like, Disney. Are, come on. Really? Like, uh, there's that part of me that's like, you, no, there's no way. Like, if you would have told me, like, Five months ago or six months ago, like yes, no, far from home, uh, no way home. It's going to have three Spider Men in it. I would have been like bullshit. And now that I've seen it, I'm like, well, they're just crazy enough to do this shit. They just, uh, but a part of me is like, no, nah, they won't. No, they can't. They won't. But they own it. All. They own it all now. So why not? Okay, you already like, yeah, they're not doing it. I'm 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 cautiously pessimistic. (laughs) No, and I and I I don't think we're going to see it in this movie. I think it's going to. I think that was going to be the bumper that you're going to see at the end. Like I think that's going to be like the the final kind of thing. They you know like they arrest uh, Doctor Strange because of all what's happening with the multiverse of madness. It's his fault. Blah blah blah. He corrects it, but he still has to atone for his crimes. And the Illuminati is the ones that bring him in, and then oh, this, oh okay, you know, and then as the fifth member, right? Because okay. he was Illuminati, and right? Because there was. was other there was other people that were in the Illuminati yes, other they, than they, their things, but, but the, the main ones that you mentioned were the main right group, right? Uh, type of thing. Because I'm like I'm more excited that Namor would be in there because that's like because right. this is the guy that nobody sees, and I'm like if they if fucking they could pull off Namor <laughs> the Submariner. <laughs> Which is like to me the I'm gonna say something that's gonna piss off people. <laughs> the 
and I know he came first. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but the but the bad copy of 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 Aquaman. Yeah. And the joke Aquaman, not the Aquaman right. we have now. Uh, but the the idea is, is that <laughs> Namor looks like how Jason Momoa looks like now as Aquaman, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> except with short hair <laughs> and a speedo <laughs> with wings on his feet. feet yeah. <laughs> so to me, Namor is that character that is so because he's so old and he's so elusive. And we ha- like we haven't seen him really. I mean, unless they have. I'm like I'm trying to remember a TV show that he, or cartoon a- that he was on that you go, oh my God, it's named for the Submariner. They might have done it in the Fantastic Four uh, TV show of the '90s, maybe, maybe because there was at one point in the comic books a love, love triangle between Namor, Sue Storm at the time, and Reed Richards. Mm. You know, like, Namor was really enamored with Sue Storm and was trying to get her to be his queen, so to speak. Mm. And she always, which, but he was also very much like, you landlubbers, fuck right. you. He, does, he, he, hates, he hates the above, he bu- hates everybody above the sea. So he I'll does. make time for that Sue. Mm, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You could be the storm of my ocean. Uh. So if they could pull off him, that would to me be the ultimate trick. Like they've done it before. They made a talking uh, raccoon that everybody right? wanted to, you know, everyone loves, everybody loves. They would think. But if you could pull off Namor, the Submariner, did Warner Brothers to just give up now well, and go home and just go? Here's Batman. Here's I'll Superman. I'll do you one better, Ed. Yeah. Okay. In that trailer, it looks like they have. Some are calling the invincible Iron Man. Um, the character looks like Tony mm. Stark. Um, and the robots are Ultron. I don't mm. know if you noticed that. Yeah. Um, rumor has it. Remember way back when there was a rumor of who they wanted to be Tony Stark first? Mm-hmm. Remember who that name was? Tom Cruise. Right. The rumor has it. Someone has a still fit. That, that Tom, that's Tom Cruise in that outfit. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit I, on that I, one. I, 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 that <laughs> one I'm calling bullshit on. That, I completely agree. But that the internet is obsessed with saying that that's Tom Cruise in that suit. That in an alternate universe, that Tom Cruise is is Iron Man. He's Tony Stark. Why not? You can and, and, and you then, have other actors being Peter. You've established it. You can have other actors be Peter Parker and still be in the same multiverse. Mm-hmm. Why not have a multiverse where Tom Cruise is? Tony Stark and not Robert Downey Jr. I completely agree with you. I think that is bullshit. I don't think that has anything to do with. Will, 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 will I be ecstatically happy if Tom Cruise is is him? Yes, I would definitely. I will be the fucking first one in line buying the pre tickets. I'll be camping out somewhere just because I know that Tom Cruise is going to be Iron Man. That is to me going to be the ultimate. Like, oh my god, I got to watch this shit like over and over again. Will he I, run? Like, <laughs> he might be in it for like five minutes. Like, you know, like, I don't care if, if he's going to be just the bumper. Like you just see his face in an Iron Man suit that they superimposed. You know, like like they just got a photo and just put his face in the you know like Tony Stark. We call, you know, the, we call it the Iron Man helmet opens up and it's a what do you call it a People Magazine cover of Tom Cruise <laughs> with the mouth cut out going ah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm fucking in. Right. But yeah, I don't think that's I don't think so either. But it goes back to hearing Patrick Stewart's voice in that trailer. Mm. Well, the internet being what it is, someone asked him. Uh, okay. 
<sighs> so Patrick T- Stewart breaks silence on Doctor Strange 2 trailer. Is that really him? Patrick Stewart's cast is some doubt on his return as Professor X in Doctor Strange 2, despite what you might have heard in the trailer. Um, beyond the tease, the actor's involvement hasn't officially been confirmed, and both Stewart and Marvel have held back giving an explanation. Stewart has now broken his silence on the situation in a recent chat with ComicBook.com. Uh, the veteran actor insinuates that perhaps that isn't actually him in the Doctor Strange 2 trailer. He says how many people have been imitating his voice for decades, and that's not his fault if people perceive that in a certain way, such as if he'll be included in a certain Marvel sequel. As explained by Stuart, (laughs) this is where he kills me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some people have been imitating my voice ever since I came came on the stage 60 years ago, so I can't be held responsible for that. Like, there's just some guy, some random guy, bald, being like, yes, we should perhaps tell him the truth. (laughs) Number one, engage. Engage in the truth with Doctor Strange. Like... Uh, yeah. That is the worst <laughs> ever. I wasn't trying to. It was, it's, it's possible. So you know it's not me in the movie. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> uh, it's possible that Stuart is, tell, Stuart is telling the truth. Uh, he's already been rumored to appear in the film. And maybe the Marvel marketing team is merely having some fun with a Professor X impersonator. Uh, even so, it's more likely Stuart is dodging the question in an effort to keep his rumored return as much of a surprise as possible. Let's not forget that Andrew Garfield spent the last year denying his involvement in Spider-Man No Way Home before proving the rumors true in December when the movie finally premiered. <laughs> and and that's, that's, to me, that's the whole thing. Ryan Reynolds is also, people have, I don't know, have also mentioned that it looks like Deadpool is in one of the shattered pieces of glass mm-hmm. on the poster. Yeah. Doing the thing with his finger, like, like, you know, the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, he denies the strange ca- the Doctor Strange cameo despite new images. I don't know. Let's see. Is, does he have an actual quote? Uh, 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 he's like, okay, here it is. Uh, here's his quote. Um, I guess I'm really not supposed to say anything about that, but I'm really not in the movie. I, I could be an unreliable narrator, but I promise you I'm not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so you know but like I was saying the, 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 there's also like the shattered glass there's like the, the Captain Carter you know type right thing her shirt it looks like in the trailer they're actually touching on the Marvel zombies yeah like that scene with him doing the Mars he, he looks like a zombie not gonna lie there's another there's another scene too where there's another one that's a zombie and all so you right, got I think, it's, I think it's what's her face uh, um, Scarlet Witch right I'm like mm. So you know, so there there might be more to this. I mean, like I said, I won't know, and we won't know until we actually see it. I mean, I've seen so much speculation on this. I mean, you know, like a couple people said that Stewart, and it's just like yeah, like the same thing. Like 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 Garfield had denied up until like you saw it, like basically, right. you know, that that he wasn't in the movie, and then all of a sudden he's in there. So you can't, you cannot honestly tell me that they put that bald headache. <laughs> It could have been a stand-in. It could have not even. It been could have in. been anybody. They right. could have had James McAvoy sitting there with a bald head and just right. do a Patrick Stewart's voice. voice right. I mean, because he's really good impersonation. So maybe, or maybe it's Ian McKellen. 
you know, being never, Professor X. Never know, you know, anything. <laughs> you know, but it's just like, you know, I'm like. Or it could I'm, just be fake. Because I'm just sitting there, like, looking. I'm like, that kind of looks like Stewart's head. Like, you know, with the ear and all. I'm like, you know, you, how many times do you, like, watch <laughs> Turn it? Turn around. It's fucking Mike Myers, Dr. Evil. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am. <laughs> this is saying that after a while, I'm like, yeah, it could be anybody at this point. But I, I just don't. I don't think. I, I don't think they can, like do something like that and then deny it and go, you know, yeah, it's not well, happening. I mean, they've been known to actually put false shit in their trailers just to drive people, just to so... Drive them insane. Not drive them insane, but like I said... No, um, drive them insane. Like, remember um, for, I think, Infinity War, they had the Hulkbuster running through, they had Hulk running through a mm. crowd with behind everybody, and that really wasn't him. It was actually Bruce in the Hulkbuster uh, costume right. in, in the actual film. Um so you can use the No Way Home trailer um, as like Spider Man swinging towards the three bad guys, mm. um, but two of the bad guys' eye lines are not facing just Spider. It looks like there's three. There should be three people on that screen. Right. Then you compound it with the foreign trailer with seeing uh, what's his face. Literally getting punched by something invisible. You're like, oh my god, it's gonna be three Spider Man. Worst kept secret ever, you know. But they do things like that, so maybe there's a possibility. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's ballsy. I mean, either way, I'm fucking there anyway. Because you get Sam Raimi to kind of do a superhero movie again. It's a Doctor Strange movie. And nobody does, like, creepy kind of weird horror. I mean, than, than Sam. I right. think I think it's, this is right in his wheelhouse. And also kind of is like, hey, you know what? We got his Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in. Let's get him. We got him back to direct something. I mean, I think it's going to be a really good movie. I'm hoping. Um I can't wait. It's fucking, I know what I'm doing for my birthday because it comes out in May. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to be there to see it because it's again. I mean, you you know, I'm not a fan of Doctor Strange. You know? <laughs> how many times have we talked about how much we hate Doctor Strange in the comic books? Because every time he shows up, he fucks shit up. That's right, exactly. And, and he kind of did it in No Way Home, though. It's, it's kind of an asshole. That's right. See, proves my point. And he's kind of a jerk. I mean, but I mean, I'll go see because it it's just like it's. You go. How do you not? How do you not fucking <laughs> see this move? Uh, maybe if Stacy was here, she would. Uh, she would no problem with me saying this. She finds him sexy uh-huh. because it's the gray temples. Right, and I'm like, well, okay, I got almost that going, so like, yay me. <laughs> but when he comes around, and you see the evil version of him, like, and now uh, again, he says what he says, and he's got that big kind of evil grin. My wife just goes mm, every time. <laughs> so I'm like, really? She's like, I, just, I don't know. It's just something about him. I'm like, really? I'm like, she's like, yeah. I'm like. Sherlock? <laughs> like it's not. It's the great temples. His attitude. He's kind of sassy. You know. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> like mm. <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh, I remember. I remember there was a picture of you. Like you had the Van Dyke going on. Oh yeah. I think it was your midlife right, crisis. Right. Right. My, my goatee. I was jobless and depressed and fat and I had nothing else to do. <laughs> Maybe you should do that. Like, bring, bring that back, you know. Put some, put some little gray temples in there. You or know? get my hair. I have to have the hair to have gray temples because I'm, I'm getting the fucking George Costanza thing going on. Because like the top, I have like a six head going on. Like on my, my forehead slowly signed. I got like a little tuft here. I'm like, I, I, I don't have the head shape for bald. I don't, Ed. I don't. I need. But I don't. I'm not going to be a. I'm not. I'm not a wig wearer. Not going to go toupee or nothing. 
if company that fought naturally, stress. That's I'm calling it stress. Uh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I do have some silver in the temples. Some, yeah. not a lot. But she's like, I, I just did something sexy about it. I'm like, oh. she and she touches my hair. Like, see, see, you got it. I'm like, well, you 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 bring that out of me because <laughs> stress. Like. <laughs> So I know we're going to see it just so she can go, mm, when he goes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if I, I don't do that <laughs> at all. I'm like, I don't think every time, I don't, I don't ever think I'm like, mm, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, I get, Sean, that's rude. I mean, you deep, don't be a creep. You're right. And I said, mm. <laughs> like, Something wrong with your stomach, sweetheart? <laughs> like, get a cramp? <laughs> She'd be like, I got a cramp all day with Dr. Strange. <laughs> you can knock that cramp out of my back. <laughs> I need to go see the doctor for that one. <laughs> so he's doing the things with his hands. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> When he does that with the one finger and he spins his hands, that's a magical. <laughs> Ain't no strange thing about that, Doctor. <laughs> hey, Ed, guess yeah, what? I'll never guess. Good news, everyone. Futurama's coming back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Bad news, everyone. Joe John DiMaggio isn't being a part of it. <laughs> Have you been hearing this? Uh... Yes, yes. <sighs> All right. Well, let's start with the uh, Futurama revival ordered at Hulu with multiple original cast members returning. Um. So, this show, I mean, Variety has learned that the streaming service has ordered twenty new episodes of the adult animated sci-fi comedy series. This revival hairs from David X. Cohen and Matt Growing. Uh, Cohen developed the original series with uh, Groening at this house? Groening, yep. Yep. Uh, the series creator. Uh, original series cast members, Billy West, Katie Segal, Tress McNeil, Maurice LaMarche, Lauren Tom, Phil Lamar, and Dave Her- David Herman will return. John DiMaggio, who voiced Bender, Bender and several minor characters, not currently attached. According to an individual with knowledge of the project, the producers are hopeful that he'll return. Should that not happen, Bender would be recast. Um, <laughs> Joe, though DiMaggio didn't initially make a statement about the revival, he tweeted several posts in which others expressed their desire for him to return. Uh, he's like, hashtag John DiMaggio needs to come back as Bender, or this isn't good news to everyone. <laughs> come on, pay the man. Uh and he wrote, thanks for the concern and props, everyone. I really appreciate it. Don't worry, I'll keep you posted. But until then, cheese it and Bender and hashtag Bendergate. Right. <laughs> I mean, his uh, the production will begin the, uh, within begin this month with an eye towards 2023 premiere. Uh, Cohen said, I'm thrilled to have another chance to think about the future, or really anything other than the present. Uh, Growing said, it's a true honor to announce the triumphant return of Futurama one more time before we get canceled abruptly again. (laughs) Uh, Futurama focuses on the life of Philip Fry, a 25-year-old pizza delivery boy who accidentally freezes himself on December 31st, 1989, wakes up a thousand years later. Uh, When presented the opportunity to bring fans and viewers new episodes of Futurama, we couldn't wait to dive in. 
this iconic series helped blaze a trail for the success of adult animation since its initial launch, and we look forward to Matt and David continuing to pave their way to f- and further establishing Hulu as a premier destination for fans of the genre. <sighs> this marks the second time the show's been brought back since its original launch in 1999. After the initial four-year season run on Fox, reruns of the show found a new life as part of the Adult Swim lineup on Cartoon Network and DVD. Before Blu-ray, Ed. Um, four direct-to-video films were then produced, which were then re-edited into a fifth season that edit aired on Comedy Central starting in 2008. Uh, Comedy Central would go on to air two more seasons, consisting of 26 episodes of each between 2010 and 2013. Despite developing a strong cult following over the years, it was also met with critical success. It was nominated for 14 Emmys in total, winning six, including Best Animated Program twice, as well as winning twice for Best Individual Achievement in Animation. Uh, LaMarche won twice for Best VoiceOver Performance. So, I I don't know if you remember, never watched a single episode when it first aired originally. Mm. When it was on Netflix, I think I was... In quarantine, I think after I got first got let go of GameStop, we closed the shop, mm. everything shut down. I think it was one of the first things I did was I was like, well, I got nothing but time on my hands. Right. Let me start binge watching some stuff. I binge watched the entire run of Futurama at some point in time. Um, I want to say it was during quarantine, but maybe not. I, I'm not really sure. I can't remember. I remember laying in bed a lot watching Futurama mm. um, while Stacy was out. Yeah, so it had to have been during the quarantine because she was still working, uh, doing the tutoring job. Mm. Um, I enjoyed the show. I thought the show ended fine. I mean... I thought it was a nightclub show. I mean, that was the show... I remember, like in the '90s, watching that, like that was that Sunday night lineup with The Simpsons mm-hmm. and, and Futurama, Animation and, Domination, right? And it was like, and that was a show that was again like King of the Hill. That was another show that would just get canceled because it was on a time slot at the end of end of football, like during right. football season. So you would never get to see all the episodes, or you know, like you'd have to wait for like summer reruns to right. catch like right. as a brand new episode to you because you know we got it got preempted because of you know they want to talk about football for another hour and a half right. you know the commentary crap and uh, so you 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 think and then uh, like you said I comedy central thing i mean now sci-fi was running it for a while like they yeah. used to run like like late night ones and i'd watch it i'd be like up to like four in the morning watching futurama episodes because i'd watch every episode i have like i think every one on dvd and it's it's a, it's a show that I really do enjoy, and it's just like, for me, it's like as a fan, you're going, oh, wait, you're not gonna have the guy who does Bender. It's like it's gonna be weird. It's it's really I mean, what it's. He kind of is a staple of. I mean, he. I'm not saying he makes a show, but he definitely is part of an ensemble cast, and that his his presence is Bender. That's like, <clears throat> it's hard to kind of explain. Like it's like okay, Mel Blanc used to do all the voices of Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm passes away you get a new guy doing it doesn't quite sound like the original guy right they switched freds and and the flintstones mm-hmm. there was two guys doing it one sounded a little bit more dumber than the other one right you know and and you go okay <laughs> sorry Ed, charlie worse <laughs> oh gonna have to bring a pound jar of pickle juice with me <laughs> oh Back of the thigh. Mm. It's like good that you give her farting. <laughs> Body's get back at you for farting. Uh, no, I'm, no, trying, no, to, I'm no, trying to, I'm no, trying no, to hold he, him he, in. He's <laughs> gonna fix his trolley or something. It's like 
I'm, I'm trying. I'm stretching my leg out. I'll be like, okay, and my body's going. That's because you won't fart now anymore. And that's, that's your, it's a build up. <laughs> it's coming in your legs now. It's good. You go now. Um. So I mean, if he's going to be recast, it's going to be recast with somebody who's not going to who's going to be doing a Joe John DiMaggio impersonation of Bender. Of Bender, you can't change Bender's voice. I mean, I mean, I guess they could. Do but they a, did I mean, it. He's a I mean, robot. Phil Hartman was uh, Captain. Um, oh fuck! What the hell was his name? Uh, right, I know who you're talking about. He was a I was a star on the show too. So, right, he was he, a voice too. Yeah, and we <clears> lost <throat> him sadly. And this guy took over. Now he did a great job. Right, but you never over. knew it was. You always knew it wasn't. It wasn't right, it wasn't him. Right, I mean, you you do after like the first few episodes, you're kind of like, ah, it's not really him. Yeah. You, you, you go, yeah. all right, it is what it is. Right, God, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I think that I well, I mean, while you're looking that up, I'm going to follow it up with uh, John DiMaggio breaks silence on not returning his bender. Excuse me. Um, according to a tweet from John, thanks for the concern. I'll keep you posted. Uh, John, he's currently signed on to to the to the Simpsons and Futurama. Uh, he's currently signed on to the Simpsons animated series Disenchantment. So it's not like he's not working. Uh, where he's voiced the character of King Zog since 2018. Of course, he's also the most prolific and in-demand voice actors in the business, and his personal filmography runs at such a crazy fast clip, it's hard to keep up. Zap Brannigan. Zap Brannigan, yes, yeah, right. okay. Um, right. Benders is about that the most kind of character. He's like, I'm thrilled to have another chance. Like, he just says, okay, here's, he did a tweet, John. Um, because a lot of people are going, you know, like, oh, it must be about the money and all this stuff. And weirdly enough, to him, it's not. Here's the actual, not now. Here, he's like, update, Bendergate. Um, this was, I don't know exactly what date. Hi. I've been thinking about everything that's been going on these past months. And just to be clear, I don't think that only I deserve to be paid more. I think the entire cast does. Negotiations are a natural part of working in show business. Everyone has different strategies and different boundaries. They're quote-unquote price. Uh, Some accept offers, some hold their ground. Bender is a part of my soul. Nothing about this is meant to be disrespectful to the fans or my Futurama Futurama family. It's about self-respect. And honestly, I'm being tired of an industry that that became far too corporate and take advantage of artists' time and talent. Look, I wish I can give you every detail so you would understand, but it's not my place. Thanks again. Love everyone. Still hoping for the best. In the meantime, I'll be in New Orleans to shoot an interview with a vampire for AMZ and very grateful to be. Thanks. You know, I don't know what he's doing. I know they're doing an va- interview with a vampire TV series. Mm. I don't know what part he's playing because it's a live action show unless he's going to be a live actor, a live action actor in it. Or maybe he's going to do a voice. I don't know. <laughs> like... I'm in either way because I'm a huge interview with a vampire fan right. of the books and stuff. So I'm I'm there either way. Um, so that's his take on it. He's like, it's like I know that there's ploys, and it's like, well, he's holding out for more money. Maybe he is, but maybe he's got a point. Like maybe they're just like, well, we're going to pay you this much money because while you are a voice actor, that's all you are as a voice actor, and therefore there's when we watch that. Um, I know that voice. Mm-hmm. He's the one who pretty much directed it and produced it, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of give like more of a light to other voice actors. Because what happens in most of the time is 
real voice actors don't get enough work. They get work on TV shows and stuff. But when it comes time for movies where the big bucks are at, they get famous people to do the voices. Mm. And that's always been kind of a, of my understanding, kind of like a, a little like in the like the side of voice actors. Mm. Like, I mean, let's face it. Um, Maurice LaMarche and uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's his face? Who does Pinky? Uh, shit, it's, I fucking got his autograph, too, and for life, I can't think of his goddamn name for um, <laughs> He's the easier one to remember than Maurice Leroy. I just read his name twice, so that's why I'm like, <laughs> um, god damn it. Uh, but what I mean is, is that the two of them are, are famously known. He also does, they'll do tons of voice work. But you know what they're not in? They're not in the latest Disney movie. They're not in, like, the latest Warner Brothers, you know, action-adventure movie, animated you know if it hits theaters you get big name voices you get you know robert Downey jr or matt damon rob polson rob polson the two of them are are icons in the industry and they deserve more work outside of just their tv shows i'm not i'm sure they're not hurting for money but i think that they could they don't demand a higher they don't get the respect or a higher paycheck as maybe as they should for the work and the talent that they have Tara Strong is another good example. How much shit she's in that she probably doesn't get paid nearly as much. Two reasons. Number one, she does voiceover work. And number two, she's a woman. You know, she's probably not getting the, the respect or the dollar signs that she does. Maybe she doesn't mind because she she's a working actress. She's always busy. So maybe that makes up for stuff. I don't know. I'm not in that business, so I can't tell you. But I do think that if you're going to get, like, at the time, Billy West... Katie Seagal on that list of that call sheet mm. to me is the most famous person because I know her visually. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Billy West because of his voiceover work. Also, nice. he was on Howard the Howard Stern show in the eighties and nineties. Phil Lamar, I know him. I know him because he's the voice of Green Lantern in the. But he's also an actor. An yeah. actor. He was also on a. I think he was on Mad TV for a while. Right. Hey. Exactly. So there's like a lot of people there that I recognize. You know, but they're not really known for anything physical. They're known for their range of voice. Right. You know, like I would, I would like to see what Mark Hamill's taking this because Mark Hamill's done voiceover work for just as long as he's been acting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm kind of curious. Like, do you like? Um, um, it'll be a shame if they can't get him. Well, it would be, and 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 the 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 thing is, is that the the reality, which makes this really tough, difficult, is the fact is, is because you can't, you don't know their face, right? It makes it makes it tough, and plus the fact that it's just like if somebody's doing a character voice that's not like specific to their voice, right? And anybody can do it because, like, like I think Billy West was like when that, that, that I know that voice, like he was talking about like doing like impressions of voices, right. of other voice actors that they did, and they sounded like just like those, right? Those people doing those voices, so that's how he ended up getting those jobs, right? Because because he can sound like those people, right? So <laughs> so like he sounded like Larry Fine when he was doing Stimpy. Right, Jiren. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and you know, and, and like if other people can do that voice, and it sounds like almost like it's like you can't tell. Right, you know, it's it's kind of like thing, like like the guy who does to uh, uh, Toy Story. It's Tom Hanks' brother. I don't know. His name. I can't uh, think. Uh, uh, shit, I, I know who you're talking about. Though. Right, but he does like the video games and the cartoons right. and stuff. That like Tom Hanks doesn't want to do, right? Like because you got to pay Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks money, money, right? But you know who you can pay? You can pay his younger brother, his other brother, his his salary because you get 
he sounds like him. Right. He does a good impersonation of him, but maybe that's his also his own voice. Maybe that's because of who they are. Right. You know? So it's 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 one of those type of things where it's just like you can get somebody to replace you, and that's what makes this right. that, that more difficult. Where if it's a visual uh instead right. just audio, like you could be, you know, like that's that's how you, you know your picture's up there so people know your face. So right. like, you know, like Bruce Willis is doing this movie because it's Bruce Willis's face. If you get right. somebody else to do this movie, you're going, that's not Bruce Willis. Right. Like, yeah, you know, like and like, I, there was um famous well not famous, I don't know how many people know this. You had um Robin Williams do the genie. Mm-hmm. But then for the sequel, he wasn't part of the sequel, the first sequel. They got the guy who does the voice of Homer Simpson. He was the voice of Genie in that one. Mm. Sounded a little bit like him, but not. it's not Robin Williams. Right. They did a second direct-to-video sequel. They got Robin back to be the Genie. Right. right? And, of course, I mean, I'm not saying they were all winners because they were direct-to-video sequels. But they had a TV show. Obviously, Robin Williams was a part of that. I think they got the guy who um, the who does Homer. Um, I used to know his name off the top of my head. I can't remember. Um, but it was definitely like it. it you can kind of get somebody to kind of sort of sound like them. But it's never going to be – your ear can play tricks on you, Ed, is what I'm saying – which is probably the reason why that's not Patrick Stewart in that in that trailer. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, you know, and and but that's the thing. Like, I I really think like Don Castelli, Castel- Don Don uh, Cast uh, Don Castanella, Castanella. Thank you. I think yeah. Yeah. Dan. Don. Dan. 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 Okay. Dan. Dan Castanella. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so. People, people who can do impressions of voices, that's sure. that's it makes it more difficult. So the, the so that's why I think this that's why it's it's very difficult. And like somebody could do a Bender impression, right? You know, like they, they can find a voice actor right. that can do this, and it's like, oh my god, it sounds like Joe Dimaggio sitting right there. And, it's, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 so it's 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 going to be difficult though. You'll know because right. like you'll <laughs> you know that you'll know <laughs> you'll know <laughs> okay it's your christopher walken impersonation <laughs> you'll know no. that's not really him <laughs> i just showed up <laughs> to do this so hey i'm bending now <laughs> <laughs> give me a beer <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, they could pull something like that off. They could just be like, hey, you know what? Something you, happened to Bender and he lost his voice box. And they give him a new voice. They could run into the show and you go, oh, my God, Bender's got a new voice because of his wackiness. And you, that's now Bender. Right. And, and, and But that's the thing. Like, you... You could you can actually get somebody doing an impersonation, but everybody that is a fan of the show will know the difference. Right. And go, ooh, I heard that phrase. It's not right. That's like, not the way Joe says, says it. it. Right. That's the way John says it. John, I always think, I always think Joe DiMaggio, the baseball player, but it's John. John. Yeah. So so that's the that what I'm getting at. But it's that's what makes this more difficult in in this market. But like I'm I'm more of not the fact that the voice acting thing, just that it's like. What what else can you do for a twenty seven like a twenty seven twenty episode twenty episode arc that right. will make it you know interesting? I'm right. like you know, like like I think they ran out of stuff and that's why well, they, like they, at the end they kind of were old like uh, there was like they had like a finale finale for that show It wasn't like it was canceled they knew there was a finale coming and at the end it was Bender and um, 
what's her face, Katie Sagal's character, as an old married couple. It wasn't Bender. It was uh, uh, Philip Fry. Fry. It was Fry. It was yeah. Fry and Katie Sagal's character. Um, oh, God damn it. We're just talking about it. But they were like a married couple and they were yeah. old and they were like, you want to go once more? Like there was like a portal that opened up, and it might have been the. It was the professor. The professor, professor I guess. Fonsworth comes out and right. he goes, "We finally found you because there was a time he made a time clock that would go after so many seconds. So I think it was he kept falling, so she kept resetting the button gotcha. to where it broke, and everything stopped. But the two of them were the only two left. Right, right, right. Okay. So they traveled the world and they did everything, right. but there was like no, like nobody was moving basically. Right. And they were on the top of the thing. They were old couple. Right. And Farnsworth comes out and he goes, "Well, when you come back, you'll be back to where you were." Right. And so like it was almost like resetting that like right. seat that last episode going. None of that happens. Right. Another, you know. Oh, well, I guess we'll see. You know, like I. I I don't know. I mean, it's cartoons. They brought back the Animaniacs. Which I yeah. didn't think was that great. It's, yeah, I, I kind of yeah. have not... You know, I find that I don't really circulate voodoo, Hulu much, except watching the Tommy Pam and Tommy show. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I'll probably... They'll go... I'll fade off into the distance again until something interesting might pop up. Right. I mean... Um, but speaking of casts coming back together, Ed, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to keep a theme... You know, trying to link everything together. Um... Star Trek cast, including Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, returning for fourth film. All right. Uh, Paramount is planning to enter negotiations for Star Trek stars Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Sladana, Carl Urban, John Cho, and Simon Pegg to return to the Enterprise for fourth tour duty in the uh, sci-fi franchise. The announcement was made by J.J. Abrams during the Paramount Investors Day presentation on February 15th. He's like, we are thrilled to say that we are hard at work on a new Star Trek film that will be shooting at the end of the year. That will be featuring our original cast and some new characters that I think are going to be really fun and exciting and help take Star Trek into areas that you've just never seen before. He could have taken the he could have taken the balls and went to boldly go where no one's gone before. He could have. <laughs> could he have. didn't. He yeah. dropped the ball. JJ, I'm disappointed. <laughs> you could have gotten a chuckle out of that one. Uh, we're thrilled about this. Well, after episode nine, I'm kind of disappointed. With <laughs> we are thrilled to be. We are thrilled about this film. We have a bunch of other stories we're talking about. And we think will be really exciting. So can't wait for you to see what we're cooking up. But until then, live long and prosper. See, you pull that one out, right. but you can't pull the. We think we're going to take Star Trek to boldly go where no one's gone before with the series. See, as <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did there, and then loop back and go live long and prosper. JJ, you slide devil, you. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, <laughs> he, he can't boldly go where nobody's gone before because it's like they've done everything in Star Trek. What else can we do? I mean, as long as they don't save the whales again. Like, you got, you got the... Th- there be whales! <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, since we're talking about stuff, uh, do you know you're a fan of the boys? Yeah. I'm a fan of the boys. Mm-hmm. They're coming out with a uh, cartoon series. They uh, are. Yes, they are. It's called Diabolical. Okay? Um. It's an animated show on Amazon. You're looking it up, aren't you? No, I'm just. Oh. I I type this stuff out so that way when I do the show description, oh, okay, I know what I'm saying. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because Simon Pegg finally plays Huey Campbell. Really? Yes. Now, for those people who don't know a little history of the comic book, The Boys, the writer asked Simon Pegg if he could be Huey's character. Is basically looks like Simon Pegg. Um, 
And at the time, had Simon Pegg been young enough, he would have played, if they would have made a movie at that time, he would probably would have played Huey Mm -hmm. in the thing. But what they did in the TV series, which I thought was a nice touch, is they made Simon Huey's dad in the show. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, all right, you know what? You guys at least are are honoring the source material and you're finding out like, okay, we're going to make him in the show some way, shape, or form. But now they actually really get to get, he really actually gets to play the character that was characteristically designed from hmm. uh, Amazon Prime's video The Boys is finally giving fans it, of its Garth Ennis and Derek Rob Derek Robinson created comic book source material what they've always wanted Simon Pegg playing Huey Campbell uh, the gift to the boys fandom was delivered Wednesday via the trailer for The Boys Diabolical Prime Video's animated anthology series set in the universe of the live, live action show uh, in the trailer for the eight episode Diabolical the different characters, the different characters and animation styles for each of the fun size episodes running about twelve to fourteen minutes, are revealed. One of those episodes includes Peg, who plays the father of Jack Quaid's Huey on The Boys, voicing the original ver- version of Huey from Enos's and Robertson's The Boys comics. Uh, this moment's been a long time coming for fans who've been dreaming Peg as Huey for years and didn't get what they wanted because mostly TV adaptation wasn't made until after Peg had passed the appropriate age for the role. <clears throat> so, uh, the voice cast includes Aquafina, uh, Michael Sarah, Don Cheadle, Chase Crawford, Kieran Colin, uh, Kieran Colkin, mm-hmm. Gina Carlo Esposito, Elliot Glazer, Jason Isaac, Kamalni Najani. Sorry, I was Justin Rowland. Uh, <laughs> he listens. Well, <laughs> Seth Rogen. After the last time you saw him, I think he's coming back to listening. Uh, Andy Sandberg, Ben Schwartz, Elizabeth Shue, Christian Slater, Kevin Smith. I don't know how he got in there. Aaron Starr, uh, Nassim Pedra, uh, Simon Pegg, uh, Kenan Thompson, Aisha Tyler, and Young Young Jung. Uh, the series will also feature Kimberly Brooks, Nicole Breyers, and, and John DiMaggio's in that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's uh, executive produced by Simon Kripke, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, James, it gives you everybody who's a producer. So, uh, yeah. Their episodes are Laser's Baby Day, Laser Baby's Day Out. <laughs> the animated show where pissed off, where pissed off soups kill their parents. Uh, I'm Your Pusher, Boyd in 3D, BFFs. Nubian vs. Nubian, John and Sun Yi, uh, and plus one plus one equals two. That's the titles of the. T- <laughs> like, all right. Do we have an air date on those yet? Or? Uh, I don't. It's, ooh, it's a good question. Uh, there's a trailer, but I don't know when the. I'm just looking it up now here. Um, it'll probably be spring. Maybe, I would say, maybe spring, summer, right before the new season, if I had to take a guess. <laughs> I'm just looking up real quick, sorry. Sure, sure, no problem. Yeah. Well, while you're looking it up, I'll move on to the next article. Um, Ed, I don't know how or why this is happening since we're talking about animation. Mm-hmm. This one kind of made me smile um, because... Um, <laughs> like Bloom County to bring Opus, Bill the Cat, and the rest of the comic strip to Fox as an animated series in development. Wait, what? <laughs> Figured I'd stop you in your tracks. I'll reread that headline. Bloom County 
to bring Opus, Bill the Cat, and the rest of the comic strip to Fox as an animated series in development. That means it's in development, so... March 4th, by the way, for the... Uh... Oh, jeez, that's coming up soon. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can bring Rainbow Chance to schedule. That's like three weeks. <laughs> Holy... <laughs> it's going to be Batman Day. My milkshakes. <laughs> it's got to bring the boys to the yard. So, yeah, Ed, um, for those people who don't know, I... Uh, basically, Berkeley's Breathes Bloom County universe are heading to the fo- uh, heading to Fox. The comic strip created and written by Berkeley Breathed uh, is being developed as an animated series at Fox through its animation studio Bento Box Entertainment, as well as Miramax, Spyglass Media Group, and Project X Entertainment. Just like the strip, the TV version of Bloom County will center quote on a collapsed lawyer, a lobotomized cat and a penguin in briefs and fruit headwear living in the world's last boarding house in the world's most forgotten place deep in the dandelion wilds of fly way, way over country to wit today's America at a glance. Bloom County will be co-written and, um, uh, co-written and executive produced by Breathe. Bento Box will serve as the animation studio. Uh, he says, I was introduced to the brilliance of Berkeley Breathe and Bloom County as a teenager, said Fox Entertainment President Michael Thorne. His signature blend of satire, political, and sentiment hooked me, plus a love opus. <laughs> yeah. Today, Berkeley's smart and hilarious take on American culture is more relevant than ever. Uh, and together with Bento Box, we're thrilled to bring his unique ensemble of characters and social commentary to broadcast television. Uh, it's an, and for those people who don't know, because this is... This is very nostalgic for yeah. you and I, at yeah. least. Uh, it's an, and I don't know if anybody in today's market knows anything about Bloom County. Uh, it's in its original form. Bloom County began as the uh, began as quote the uh, the Academia Waltz, which appeared in Breathe student newspaper at the University of Texas, mm-hmm. uh, called the Daily Texan. Soon after, the Washington Post recruited him to do a nationally syndicated strip, which led to the birth of Bloom County. A satirical comic debuted in 1980, appeared in more than 1,200 newspapers worldwide, and selling millions of copulation books until he ended it in 1989. So nine years. Mm -hmm. I read every single fucking comic. I bought the books. I I just recently just got rid of them because they were in my storage, and... I, I have no place to put them. Uh, the, followed up with Bloom County with the Sunday Strip Outland and Opus, which both featured Bloom County characters. Uh, in 2015, Breathe started posting new Bloom County strips via Facebook on an almost daily basis. I am, I do follow them. Mm. Uh, at the end of Alien, we watched uh, cuddly Sigourney Weaver go down for a long peaceful snooze and cryogenic hypersleep after getting chased around by a saliva-spewing maniac. Only be awakened decades later into a world suffered with far, far worse. Breathe said in a statement, <laughs> "Fox and I have done the identical thing to Opus and the rest of the Bloom County gang. Rest of the Bloom County gang, may they forgive us." <laughs> um, it earned a Pulitzer Prize for editorial cartooning in 1987. It has produced ten children's picture books, including two that were made into animated films, and another that led to a 2011 motion capture film. Mars needs moms. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow! Everything that's old is new again, Ed. I. I... That's amazing. That I... is uh wow. I'm I'm kind of excited, but also kind of scared because I wouldn't say 
the show, the comic was the most politically correct comic <laughs> at times. Um, I mean, I knew it was, it was the eighties, right? Know. It was, it was there was satire to it. Um, I think that there was, um, I think there was like there was, I forget the the, the character who was in the wheelchair. They never. He was just another character in this comic strip. They mm-hmm. never really talked about his affliction or what caused him to be in the wheelchair. He just was. And that's what I liked about the, a lot of the characters. They just were. I had a stuff to build a cat. I, I had a build a cat t-shirt. I mean, I fucking lived Bloom County. It was like, loved that comic strip. That and Calvin and Hobbes were mm-hmm. kind of like staples for me in the morning. Like, before I go to school, my, my parents would get the paper delivered. So I'd go right to the comic section. Look, I'm reading Bloom County and I'm reading fucking, right. you know, Hobbes and Calvin and Hobbes. Hobbes and Shaw. Hobbes and Shaw. <laughs> Hobbes and Calvin. <laughs> if you smell what the Hobbes is cooking. <laughs> that is, oh my God. I mean, like, I'm just trying to, like, you know, you, like, as soon as you say that, you like the flashback, right. start cabin back, and some of the cartoons, you're like, I don't think this is gonna. I, I don't. I, How are they gonna pull this? The fuck? I mean, it's off? in development, so I mean, they, any moment they could pull the plug. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like Fox, like Sunny Night Fox, like, like where's this gonna go? Like, wait. well, I mean, yeah, is it always Sunny in Philadelphia, Fox? I mean, also Fox is also owned by Disney. <laughs> so is it gonna be on Hulu then? You right. Know, like, 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 where's it gonna land? That, right. Like, like or, this it, is gonna. Or are they trying? Is Fox the television, uh, the station, trying to? keep their animation domination stuff alive by bringing back some of the old stuff or i mean well, who knows like because it's a political satire i wouldn't say political satire, it's a satire on life in a way like i fucking love the, the lawyer guy dallas mm-hmm. you know i was he was great and then he went through his phase of being a, a slimy lawyer to be kind of a hippie mm-hmm. like and then to go back to becoming a slimy lawyer like how they kind of we need the old steve dallas back so they tried to do everything to make him become a sleazy lawyer again it was just you know it was just so funny and and, and act you know just <laughs> what does bill think you know and i'm uh, with stupid kind of like you know <laughs> So much fun and so much like laughter I got out of out of reading it, and like I said, it was rare for there a few times I would actually like buy when they did a compilation book like like the Far Side or whenever they did a, a um, Bloom County book I bought it. Mm. Like I think I have the entire had the entire run in, in those individual things to cover like every comic. A part of me is waiting for like the ultimate Bloom County collection of like one of those big ass binders mm. like they did with Calvin and Hobbes, just so I can add that to my collection because comic strip was hysterical to me yeah. you know i didn't mind it was a black and white because it was a newspaper but sundays it was in color you know and right. then when you got the the things that were still black and white in color it's like they just reprinted them in, in, in book form and i was like i didn't care fucking great right yeah yeah I, oh I, but I just i just don't know if it sells in today's world i mean today's world maybe is a little more they try to be a little bit more hopeful but they're actually a little bit more sarcastic well that's the same like like there's there there is there is places like because now now that's the thing like like you know because of the political correct world we have to live in and and you know like things there there are places this stuff can go right and and, right. and move on to right. i'm 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 like more curious to say like like where where is it gonna land like like i can't see it still being on like a fox tv station i just right. can't that's, it's, it's, it's got to go like a streaming service streaming service source. And and I know like I've been watching. There's a guy who who does a YouTube channel. It's called What's on Disney Plus. If you want to any information about like shows coming up or what's coming up on, you know, like like they do every he does every once a month. He does 
the next month of, right. of what's coming out, like dates and stuff like that. But he'll talk about things on there, and it's usually like eight, eight to ten minute plugs right. type of thing. But he like there's a there's an app there's a Japanese show that just landed. I can't think of the name. It's called Snow something Snowball or something like that. Um, that just landed on Disney Plus. It's an adult themed show, and he was surprised that this was going. This landed in American Disney uh, Plus because like the way we are versus like Europe or everybody else, we're more uh, you know. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, very, very uh, uptight uh, uh, people. So you know, to, to see this, to see this kind of show land on Disney Plus was an amazing feat because it's like it's like a, it's like a teenage, you know, like beyond PG thirteen right, okay. type of thing. So like something like Plum <laughs> County, you know, I'm like, is he going to land on Disney Plus as like an, as a right. as a you know. Um, as <laughs> a thing, but as I'm saying, like 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 Hulu is kind of like our, you know, adult section, more right? Like right. For because Disney. over in Europe, they don't have Hulu. Everything is on Disney Plus. Well, yeah, they have a Star section though. It's called gotcha. Star. It's, okay. it's, it's 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 basically their Hulu, but they, it's all one channel, and right. like you have to like the account has to be set up as an adult only gotcha. type of account, okay. like type of thing, so you can get into those those different programs. So like you know, because we're not like here, like we're like you know. Daddy doesn't care, and he gives you the password. You know, you know, you're watching porn. You know, like they <laughs> so. Disney Plus. Well, you've gone really crazy. <laughs> Disney. That's how dark. you. That's how they woke up. Sleeping Beauty. <sighs> I don't think that's politically correct at all. <laughs> there might be some laws broken on that one. I have to, have to check oh, no wonder why she was staying with the dwarves. Oof. <laughs> 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 oh boy! So, so I can't find it anyway. All right, uh, but the the idea though is is that like like. To, to me, like Bloom County, I'm like, are they going to dumb it down? Like, is it going to be terrible? Uh, and then know. you go, like, well, Bento Box is doing it. Now, Bento Box, I believe, is a Japanese animation import okay. uh, of stuff. So it might be more adult theme oriented. Right. You know, because of, of right. who and they and are. Let's, let's, let's make sure we clarify adult theme. It's not like going to be R rated or anything. It's just going to be. It's going to be political satire, so it might have like political commentary on some stuff. It might make fun of, let's say, Trump people. It might make fun of Republicans, Democrats. It might be over the head of your standard five year old. It, it, it might. It might. It might be over my head sometimes. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have the mental capacity. That's, that, that's, so. that's true. That is true. Anyway, um, no, but I mean, like, like. Some of the stuff that they, I don't mean like, like you know, now, like it's such you just roller decking right. the, the like strips you remember, right. you know, going, yeah, I don't think they could pull that one off, and like right. that, <laughs> right? Let's tear that one up, like right? Steve Dallas being like a womanizer, that probably like a misogynistic yeah. womanizer of the eighties. Now, granted, it's a satire of that kind of a person, but it was the eighties. A lot of male people were like that. And a lot of people didn't know. You had to be smart to realize that they're he's making fun of them. <laughs> that's to say, like, like I think that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna get. 
I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. This is right, what I'm hoping right. for is that they make fun of like the millennials, like that are uh, like offended by everything, and then you get the right. you know the old people that are offended right. by the millennials because they don't understand their culture right. and who they are and all that kind of stuff. Those kind of clashes. That to me because would he be... did do that stuff in the in the things like with people who are like from the '70s versus people from the '80s, right? And I think that even in the in the Facebook stuff, they do kind of joke about you know that kind of. Um, one of the characters is kind of like of the now and making fun of like Steve being from back then. And it's a very, it's, it, it is the way it is now. And I, I hope, I don't know. I hope it translates well. That's I, I hope, you know, like I think that I think, I think we're living in a world where things are going back to another different way of thinking. I'm very cylindrical. I think that when, when you go through something in life, like, 50s were really uptight people, right? Mm. And it caused a backlash for the people of the 60s, right? Mm. Free love, everything like that. And you had the 70s, which were kind of like the antithesis of that. Like, yeah, everybody. But then then you had the 80s. It circled back to the 80s conservativeness of like the 80s. Strict, like, not strict, but that's where you got like censorship. More heavy on the censorship because you had the 80s with the, the parental advisory stuff and things like that. And then the '90s happened with you know with Bush and and 9/11, and then we got real conservative again, and now we're in this like no man can't we all just get along? It seems to be like this kind of like oh it keeps looping around, it keeps and, looping around, around, and, around, around and around and around yeah we keep running around the same circle right and I, no I just think that that's just part of life like I think that what's old eventually becomes new again like there's book burning issues ban ban books again like uh, the comic book mouse. You know that oh, yeah. I'm like, they're just now getting around. They're they're doing that one. Like that's an important book that should be read. And it's a comic strip, and it's about you know, like it's it's very political. And yeah. but it's it's designed to be that way because it's about a you know a mouse that looks like Hitler. You know, I mean, it's definitely a, a satire, not a satire, but a commentary on on society. And now they're trying to burn that book and ban that book, and I'm just like, really, like. That's where we've gotten to at this point. Like, I would have thought everything like, in today's day and age. Like, really, that's what's going to be the you're going back to that old gag, right? Like, right. really. And I think that Broome County is one of those things that will help, not help, but it definitely is like will hold a mirror to that kind of thought pattern. Well, it's the same. Like, like th- we need something like Bloom County just because it's, you want to laugh at yourself, and that's and that's that's what we. You that's know, the thing we miss. I think, I think most, a lot of people certain, forget that. You know, like like the eighties. That's what it was. Like it was like right. there was like uptight, but people would make fun of it, and there was a there was there was that lightheartedness that would be like you would you would just go yeah I'm too uptight like right. like, like I gotta let it was, go. It was okay to bust someone's balls for being uptight. Now if you bust someone's balls, it's um you're you're offended them and you're you're invading their personal space and they need like a a personal day off to just recover over the fact that you just went, dude, man, get the, get the stick out of your ass. Nice. <gasps> <gasps> I hate you. I need a day off. <laughs> like, I'm so sensitive now. I don't know if I, I don't know if it continue. Right. I have to quit my job. Because... <laughs> I have to quit this show if he keeps farting. <laughs> right. I'm so offended right now. <laughs> uh, speaking of people who old, crotchety old men... Okay. Chevy Chase ignores claims of problematic set behavior. Quote, I don't give a crap. I am who I am. 
so Chevy Chase was on CBS Sunday Morning uh, this past week, uh, February fifteenth, and uh, that told NBC he told him that he doesn't give a crap about headlines and former co-stars painting him as problematic on set. Chase's behavior has been described by co-stars as racist, misogynistic, and quote horrific over the years. But the Saturday Night Live veteran and comedy icon does not seem to care. Here's his quote. I guess you have to ask them. He responded when asked if stories about him being a jerk are unfounded. I don't give a crap. I am who I am. And I like who I am. I don't care. And it's a part of me. And I don't care. (laughs) And I've thought about that a lot. And I don't know what to tell you, man. I just don't care. (laughs) Uh, Donald Glover, who starred opposite him in the show Community told The New Yorker in 2018 that Chase repeatedly made racist jokes on set. According to the profile, Chase often, quote, often tried to disrupt his scenes with Glover by making racial cracks between takes, one of which was the following, people think you're funnier because you're black. (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, Chevy was the first to realize how immensely gifted Donald was, uh, and the way he expressed his jealousy was to try to throw Donald off, community creator Dan Harmon said at the time. I remember apologizing to Donald after a particularly rough night of Chevy's non-PC verbiage, and Don said, Donald said, I don't even worry about it. Uh, Glover's interpreted Chase's racist cracks as the, comedian th- as the comedian, quote, thrashing in the water, adding, I just saw Chevy as uh, fighting time. A true artist has to be okay with his reign being over. I can't help him if he's thrashing in the water, but I know he's a human in there somewhere. He's almost too human. (laughs) Uh, Chase responded to Glover by saying he was saddened to hear he perceived him in that light. Saturday Night Live star Pete Davidson called Chase a fucking douchebag. (laughs) <laughs> in a twenty eighteen in twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's that's the guy. That's the guy you want to get. Hey Davidson, can I get a quote from you about a, so a douchebag guy? <laughs> uh he said uh he criticized the current SNK. He added, Fuck Chevy Chase. He's just a genuinely bad racist person. I don't like him. He's a putz. Uh as US Weekly as US Weekly notes in two thousand and two book Live from New York, the uncensored history of Saturday Night Live includes several antidotes about Chase's problematic behavior. Will Farrell called Chase the worst host after the later's February 1997 SNL appearance. He's like, I don't know if he was on something or what. He took too many pills back in the day or something, but he was just kind of going around the room and systematically riffing, Farrell said. And he got to one of our female writers. He made some reference like, quote, Maybe you can give me a hand job later. And I've never seen Laura Michaels more embarrassed than Red. Uh, watch Chase's full interview here in the Sunday Morning Below. I, we've talked about it multiple times that he's kind of an asshole. I'm, I'm looking it. something up real quick as, as we're talking because it actually has to pertain to this. There's a documentary uh, that's running on Pluto right now. Um, uh-huh. And I've seen it a few times. And it's, 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 it's about the satire. Um, fuck. That's why I have to look it up because <laughs> I don't remember. It's a documentary. It's an interesting documentary. It talks about uh, it's it's about a mag the magazine uh, National Lampoon National Lampoon's magazine. Okay, okay yeah, and, uh, drunk, stupid, or something like that. Yeah, like, drunk, stupid, and dead. Right. You know, it makes it, it makes a um like a, a, a what do you call it? Um, kind of uses the uh, Animal House 
fat, lazy, stupid. Um, yeah, I, I know. I know the documentary you're talking about. I think I've seen it. Yeah, or at least part of it. And, and I recommend. I highly recommend it, especially. I, I I stopped looking for it. Oh, okay. But the the um, the the uh, the documentary is fascinating because it sheds a light on how it started, the commentary, the way it was, how people made fun of stuff. You know, especially the political satire. It's a drunk stone, drunk stone, brilliant dead. The story of the National Lampoon. Uh, it's a 2015 film. Yes. Uh, it also there's also a National Lampoon, the futile, a futile and stupid gesture on Netflix. So there's like two documentaries. Okay. But that the the the, the first one that we mentioned, right? The, the, the drunk stone, brilliant, stupid. Right. That one. That one really paints a light because of the time it was set up. Right. To right, right, pretty right. much almost current day. Because Chevy Chase is in it. He's, especially towards the end, he talks a lot about it Because the one guy, actually, they don't know if he, if he was murdered or committed suicide. But right, he right, right. committed suicide. Uh, or it was just an accident. Right. He, didn't he go up a mountain, fell off a mountain, and no one knew if he was. Right. And knew if he jumped or he fell. Right. There was, that, it's questionable whether or not he said, fuck it, I'm done with the world, and jumped off. Or he might have been an accident and slipped and fell. Right. Because I don't think anybody was there at the time. No, he was he was alone at the time. Right. And, that, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, So they, they kind of ruled out murder. So they ruled it down either an accident or suicide. Right. And they're still not sure. And that was his best friend. And if you watch this, if you watch this documentary, you really, like, it doesn't really paint Chevy Chase, but it, cha- it paints the lifestyle that they lived in. And the kind of things that right. they used to do, and right. you're going, you're you're gonna take somebody like that from National Lampoon, you know, right? Because I mean, the the guys, most of this most original cast of Saturday Night Live, right? He's was a, a, a OG OG SNL guy, right? And and you know, like like with Belushi and uh-huh. uh, Aykroyd and all that, right. they were all basically that same group that right. came in, you know, and 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 and, and did Saturday Night Live, and and you go. That the basically like from what they were doing at National Lampoon and the movies and stuff, and then doing this Saturday Night Live right. gig, you're going, yeah, that's not really going to translate well. Like some of the actors got it, like 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 right. Bill Murray, I think translated well. But like sometimes I've heard like he's a good guy and he's an asshole at the same time. Right, like, right, heard, right. I'm, you kind of you get you get what they would call the. Um, Robert Rodriguez will call this about Bruce Willis. Sometimes you get the sun, sometimes you get the moon. Right. You know, like there, there's two sides of every person, and depending on that person's day. Like I've also heard that while Bill Murray will do like grandiose things, like help people out in the street. Like there's always like you catch him in the wild and he's doing something very nice. But on the other time, I also hear sometimes he's kind of a jerk on set. Right. Like case in point, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. You know, we're, and and I I this is going to sound ageist. I think, are you ever really surprised when an old comic turns out to make racist jokes? Yeah. Right. I, you can't be surprised because you know what? That's the time back in this. And again, I'm not making an excuse. I'm painting a picture. Right. The 60s, the 60s, the 70s, even some of the 80s. It, 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 what do you call it? Um, a lot of the humor were based upon stereotypes or making fun of other people's afflictions mm. or, or, and, and, or just cruel humor uh i'll remember one of my favorite skits is with chevy chase and richard pryor where they're using word association with things mm-hmm. and recall it uh richard pryor uses the term honky mm-hmm. chevy chase uses the n-word 
Mm. Now, back in the 70s, you can get away with that. Today, it would never work. Mm. Then we call it Richard Pryor comes back with dead hockey, right? You know, and it's it, and the look on his face is like you know, it's, it's hysterical because it's they're having this word association. It starts off all innocent, and then it gets to that point, mm-hmm. you know, and then but it's it's the point of like back then, how many times I uh, you know George Jefferson kind of a racist character, mm-hmm. racist towards white people and his own uh, his own color at sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanford and Son, and again another kind of character I don't think would work in today. Archie Bunker, Archie the, Bunker, yeah, another one, another one. Like yeah. so, our our history of television has kind of been based upon these kind of stereotypes, or not making fun of those stereotypes in one way, shape, or form or another. So while in today's society it's frowned upon, you kind of have to look back at where it came from and being like, okay, well. Maybe Chevy Chase is being Chevy Chase because that's who he is at the time. Right. Like, there's a point in a person's life where they are who they are and they'll never change. That's, you know, and as much as you want them to change, they just won't. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to sometimes love them for who they are despite their flaws. Right. You can say that about a parent, about a brother, about a sibling, anything, uh, about an idol. I loved some of Chevy Chase's movie Caddyshack, Fletch, Fletch Lives, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. They're icons, but then they're kind of tainted because when I watch him, I go, God, he's a fucking prick. It's a shame because now his work, who he is, well, Zin, taints I, a little bit. Like I said, like like there's there's like like Tom Cruise, like like right, like like he's a terrible. Stacy can't watch a single one of his movies because of who he is as a person. And I mean, like you know, personally, he's just probably a terrible person. But I watch the fuck out of his movies because <laughs> right. he's, he's goddamn entertaining. You know, right. like you know, I'm going. I don't care what his crazy religious beliefs are. Right, he's a nut job. That Whatever. man is phenomenal. Hanging from that ceiling, right? <laughs> Only he will do that stupid shit, and you know, he'll right. climb the side of a building like right. like an idiot, or hang off a plane like what a moron. But you're going, that's entertainment to yeah, me. Like, he, that's he gives you what the, he gives you what you want. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and you and you watch his movies and you enjoy it. But that's the same. Like like with Chevy Chase, like like even like even today, like you can get him in a movie. It, it gets a box office draw. Like it's not going to be a major box office right. draw. The worst it, the thing. But that's the same. Like I think. And I'm not saying like I'm not defending him. Right, right, right. Anyway. We're not defending him, but but I'm just saying it's just like like if you put the name Chevy Chase on something, people people, people are gonna will go perk up it. just right. to see it. And and whether they hate the guy or love the guy, it doesn't matter. Like they're right. gonna go see him. And it's not like you know like you're gonna go oh there's a Chevy Chase movie or a, uh, a Tom Cruise movie is which one you're gonna see? You're gonna see the Tom Cruise movie right. because he's the less weirder one of the two. Right. But you know you you like they. I- I do, I, like I said, I do think that with Chevy, it's, it becomes like the last movie I saw him in is the one with Burt Reynolds, and where he would play the aging act, agent star who kind of goes to get an award. It's Chevy Chase's, he's his best friend, he talks him into going, and I'm like, man, Chevy, you gotta be in this movie, the movie's really good, but fuck you, you're in it. Like, you know? But then a part of me is just like, I can't, it's who he is, it's, and it's part of who he is, and he comes from a culture and of a lifestyle where making fun of other people, like, to him, going on on thing and maybe he is jealous of Donald Glover's acting and career and stuff like that and maybe it is today kind of talking down to a person but back in the day it was how you gave endearments to other people you would bust someone's chops because you liked them 
It was like I'd rather if you didn't say anything to me, I would be more I'd be more worried that you don't like me. But if you go, hey, what's up, jerk face? Hey, what's up there, scumbag? Like you know, like you kind of have that kind of camaraderie with people back in the day that doesn't fly to today. Yeah, and, and the, the thing that bothers me, especially what you just said, like was the fact is is that you now you're associating because what you hear of him is a story. They hired him, right? Like whatever, whatever right. movie that was. I don't know what the movie you were talking about with the Burt Reynolds one. I never um, seen it's it. the last action here, not last action here. It's it's. I talked about it. It was he. It was like one of Burt Reynolds' last uh, films. Okay. Well, anyway, well, like, but like that that movie company hired right. him, and like like if 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 he was if if uh, if if if. You really like basically don't see the movie. Like if you find out Jamie, it's like if you don't like this person that much, don't see that movie. Right? Tell that's how right. you tell uh, uh, these movie companies that you don't want Chevy Chase as an right. actor anymore. Right. Is basically not go see those movies. But if just like if you still enjoy this movie just be, and you, you go, oh fuck, Chevy Chase is in it. It it it's like. Was it really that bad that Chevy Chase was right, in like it? He's in it for like maybe like twenty minutes the entire movie. Right, because it's mostly a road movie between. Like, like I, the last movie I saw him in was called movie called Zoom with uh, uh, um, Tim Allen, Tim Allen, and Courtney Cox. Yes, where they're like te- it's basically the X Men for kids. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they did a movie like that. I think the better one was called Sky High. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, I can't explain why I saw. The, I know I saw, I, I saw the movie too. So I'm, so, just, I'm like, I remember that movie. So, like, but like, like that was before, like, before ages ago. Right, it was before his downfall. But I didn't think he was that good of an actor to really right. pull that off. But you're like, hey, whatever. Like they wanted a goofy guy that could do stunts, and Chevy Chase was saying, I'll right. do it. Yeah, right, like, yeah, I I'll do anything for a paycheck. And it's like I like I, I like I saw it was on Pluto or something like that. Like Zoom was on there, and I watched it again. You know, uh-huh. just for for ha-has right and i'm like and i i'm like i like to me chevy chase was just an actor like it right just, it wasn't like i don't like him because he's difficult on set and he's very racist and blah 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 and it's just like they hired him for this role you know they probably knew then like now like that type of thing you can't and it's just saying like like if you if you if you if you don't want somebody as an actor just don't go see the movie right like turn it off right like, that's the problem with the world today is like we sometimes it's like he's in it I don't like him. I'm gonna go see it so I can insult it and be like, be mad at the fact that he's in it. Like the classic um, Howard Stern when they made the movie Private Parts. It was kind of factual that there was a moment where they, you know, they're thinking about firing him, and a person came in and the average fa- Howard Stern fan listened to Howard for about an hour a day. The average Howard Stern fan, the person who didn't like him, listened for like an average of two, two, two and a half hours. Because they're waiting for him to say something bad that they can complain about. Right. Same thing with like a Chevy Chase kind of actor. You hire him because you want him in your film, but then you have to kind of take that lump in case he's an asshole on set. You go, yeah, we got Chevy Chase in the movie. He's kind of an asshole on set, but go see it anyway. Like, right. you know? and, 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 people, and people will go see it more. It's like 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 some movies like like. It's like the producers, like like right. you, you can make more money making a, a, a flop, a flop than than a hit. You know, like like I'm, I'm going to see it. this is going to be terrible. Eternals. I thought it was a boring movie. I did not. Yeah. I, I I was in Walmart. And I saw it. I almost I, I was going to buy the Walmart because it came with like this Eternals pin. 
I was like, well, that's kind of neat little tchotchke. I'm like, I'll never wear the pin, but do I really want to get the movie? Because I thought the movie was actually kind of boring. Right. And you, you go and, 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 and I think like, it's like, that, that's why I think it's like more bankable that they go see, put it on, on now Disney plus right. versus in the theaters. Cause like it came out of the theaters. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw right. it on Disney plus. Right. right. I was bored at home, but I'm like, and their numbers probably ticked it up because everybody yeah. was like, oh, it's on Disney plus. I'll watch it there. I'll, I'll save myself going to the theaters right. or worry about COVID and right. or, or the price I'll, t- I'll, I'll ticket. I'll buy a month worth of Disney for that just to right. watch it. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, they got this. Like yeah. I, I'm actually interested in going home because I, one of the series I like on Disney plus is the assembled where they tell you the story of how they made the movie. It's right. kind of like, a, it's kind of like a DVD extra right. without being a DVD extra. Right. Um, I just watched the Hawkeye one once I thought, and they just posted the Eternals, and I'm like, I, you know what, the Eternals was kind of a eh, movie for me, but I'll watch an hour of how they made it together just to see how they did it. Right. You know, I, but but the the idea is is that like like you you know, you know like because you watch it. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, right. like, it like, just doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. You could complain all you want. It just doesn't matter. You right. saw it. Like, right. They got what they want out of it. They don't care that you complain yeah. about oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't like it. You paid for see it, though. Thanks for that. Right. Like, it's like, oh, really? Okay. Thanks, you. We won't use him anymore. Yeah. Let's give him another movie, you know? Right. Let's we'll put him in the sequel. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. make a fortune because these assholes will watch, right. it, watch it to complain about it. So just don't go see it. Like like right. like you know that's will that will kill it. And they'll go wait. Why didn't you see it? Oh, Chevy Chase was in it. All right, Chevy, you don't right. have a career anymore. Right. Like your career's over. Use the use your wallet to make your statement. Like it's like I I think about that in video games. If you don't like the way like I complain about call people complain about Call of Duty all the time. I'm like, why don't you just stop buying the game? Just stop buying it. Just give yourself a break. Take a year off. Don't buy this year's Call of Duty. If you think Call of Duty is that bad. Maybe they'll pay attention. Mm. Maybe. Maybe they won't. Maybe you're just a drop in a bucket because while you want to make that stand and make yourself feel like a better person, there's like 20 of people who don't give a shit. They'll complain about it, but they're still going to buy it. Mm. You know, because they're the idiots and that's what they're banking on. You know, they're banking on the people who are going to pitch and complain, but still go out and buy it anyway. Right. You know, and it's like, yeah, just just say, just walk away. Just walk away. I can't. I can't. It's fucking Call of Duty. I got to play. All my friends play. (laughs) <laughs> and that's all I got. All right. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you've been listening to Geeksters here in your audio device. Um, thanks. If, <laughs> if you haven't already gone to our Facebook page, go to face, go to Geeksters Radio at Facebook. <laughs> is, that, is Geeksters Radio on Facebook? Yeah. Is that is that our, our, I don't know why my mind blanked on the name of our fucking webpage. <laughs> well, our webpage is wordswithgeeks.com. That's right. But if you want to go to Facebook, you can go there and like us at Geeksters Radio. Gotcha. Right. There you go. Thanks. I don't know why I got derailed there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> or you can follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Or if you want to contact Ed on anything you might have seen or heard, not seen, but heard on the show that maybe, or maybe there's an article you've seen and you go, you know what? I wonder... What their take on that article is, you can send that article to, you could send that article to two people. First person you can send it to is Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, 
was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 